everyone and welcome to episode 130 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Carl Jones. This is filled with filthy germs. <laughs> and Kieran O'Rourke. Oh, it's alright mate, it's alright. Yeah, filth. <laughs> and we are back this week to talk about NXT TakeOver Philly. Uh, the 2018 Royal Rumble and maybe a little bit beyond that as well as we uh, get ready for Wrestlemania 34 uh, that's coming up uh, it's going to be a very interesting show to kind of reflect on these two uh, these two broadcasts from the WWE here uh, of course we have your thoughts to get to as well uh, the loyal listeners throughout the show uh, your thoughts on these two shows very interesting week in the world of wrestling I'm very kind of intrigued to see where this conversation goes today in terms of how, how promising things are or aren't looking for Wrestlemania in the year in general by way of spoiler, I don't think some people will like what I have to say about certain matches. Okay. I don't think some people are going to like what I say about them. <laughs> and that is too sweet. And that's <laughs> and on that promising note, uh, actually, quick little bit of housekeeping before we get going here. Of course, if this is your first time listening to us, you can go back to the archives at squaredcirclegazette.com where we archive every show we've ever done, whether it be shows like this reviewing uh, the major shows, uh, the Monday Night War timeline series, our trials, uh, the reviews as well that we've done previously, reviewing Vince Russo produced television. And we do have another one coming up because our next show at SCG Radio, yep, get ready, we'll be covering the April 17th, 2000 episode of WCW Nitro. Uh, this is the night after Spring Stampede, one week after the inception of the Russo-Bischoff regime, uh, and uh, Jeff Jarrett's just been crowned WCW champion, and we have another delightful slice of Vinny Roo coming for you next week on the show so that's going to be a lot of fun and we look forward to talking about that uh, so this is a, a task to all of you out there listening to prove how loyal <laughs> listeners you are if you want to go back and watch that show and drop some feedback so with that said uh, let's get rocking NXT TakeOver Philly is where it all kicks off uh, opening match on the show so we have uh, the Undisputed Era yep O'Reilly and Fish against the Authors of Pain um, thoughts on this one here because I I'll First of all, I hate the name. I think I said that before. The Undisputed Era, I hate the name. But I quite liked uh, Kyle O'Reilly in this match. What the fuck is Kyle O'Reilly doing playing air guitar with his belt? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, this, I don't know, it's kind of, before we sort of get to the nuts and bolts of the match, it just screamed to me of a, a match involving four individuals who are in desperate need of charisma transplants. <laughs> I... Aside from their ring work, Kyle O'Reilly and, and the the guitar bits that you mentioned, <laughs> it just it screamed to me of someone trying desperately hard to appear like they've got some charisma, like they're outgoing, like they're an, they're an extrovert in some way. He just, just did it, and he wasn't working, and he wasn't into it, wasn't he? Wasn't pouting, he wasn't you know <laughs> rocking just, along to it like Hogan was. It was, like, it was forced. It yeah. felt forced. He's just not very good playing air guitars. It's like he wanted to play air guitar, but he didn't have the conviction that he was actually doing the right chords or anything. That's so he was just chords, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a very big big part of this. I was more amused with the pop that uh, the authors of paying got. It's like, oh look, it's Philadelphia, and uh, it's like Sid all over again. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> that's interesting. Having said that, the crowd struggle I thought getting into this one it's, it doesn't really authors of pain aren't the team to get sympathy on That's, yeah, it's just a bit them, them as baby faces are a tough dynamic especially with smaller heels yeah and they're not they don't really come across as baby faces in any way do they I'm, no. I'm not suggesting that you have to do baby face 101 slap hands with the crowd hoe down claps there, in the corner <laughs> hoe down claps dosy dos and the like you know, I'm not saying you have to do that necessarily but like you say Liam, it, it's very difficult to sort of to get any heat on them given the size so you're not going to get garner any sympathy in that regard 
and then contrast that with just sort of the out and out heel team of Fish and O'Reilly it just it made for a dynamic that I thought the crowd struggled with quite a bit yeah I think, that's, I think they did a good job with the whole working over the guy's knee and obviously playing to the finish and everything like that so I didn't mind it but again this wasn't the match that really yeah uh, this was like on paper it's like this is a tough dynamic unless the people love the authors of pain going in and they did react well to when they were doing their, their shit kicking stuff but it wasn't the kind of thing where overall Ian Fish don't feel like they got a ton of heat and what's Carl's I mean so I, I just haven't really gravitated felt the crowd gravitate towards them I mean they're, they're that NXT crowd they're they get like the, the little you know nod pop kind of thing for of who they are, especially in Philly and stuff, and where they've worked previously in Indies. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, I, they do just kind of take me as, uh, strike me as, I know obviously they are very, very secondary to old uh, Adam Cole. Um, that's the nature of having a leader in a group, I suppose. Yeah. They're, they, they, they're, they're fine, but they don't particularly float my boat. I have no interest, like, oh, I can't wait to see these guys again. Well, this is the thing, Kyle O'Reilly, which is we might be air guitar, and him being maybe a bit of a try-hard Carl, at least he did try. Bobby Fish, I can't say the same. In terms of personality and charisma, he could have been replaced by that Costa Cup right there. But he has facial hair, and I think that's what he uses to compensate for his lack of charisma. <laughs> at least in his own mind, if no, nobody else. I else's. honestly thought the same thing. I saw this guy, and I thought, this guy's grown a beard, he thinks he's cool. You're not, mate. <laughs> You're an indie geek with a beard. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was a terrible match. <laughs> by no means. Everybody worked really hard, you know, you... You work with sort of the limitations of the author of pain, so you pick the body part. It's all fine, and and they did get a, a bit of a reaction for the finish, but um, yeah, it felt uh, felt like a little bit of a slog. And certainly, when you'd look for the idea of you know the booking one hundred and one, we want the hot opener to get the crowd going. This doesn't tick those boxes. Now I'm surprised because I thought there was an, a ready-made, uh, built-in, bona fide humdinger to get the crowd going, which actually came next. So uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on when it comes to the, th- the uh, tag team title scene or this match in general. Or this a pain. I don't know where they go from here because it seems like they're going to get... Main c- roster? Main roster is yeah, really the only place I to go. I thought that too, to be honest. After um, Mania, they're coming up. I mean, I, I, I will say I thought it made sense to leave the belts on Fish and O'Reilly. They've only, they've only just won them. And by NXT standards, they've gone through quite a sort of a rapid period recently when it comes to switching the belts. By, by, by their own mm. normal standards. So... I thought it made sense just to, to leave the belts where they are for now. I thought, yeah, just putting this, ma- this match together, the Undisputed Era, what they're fucking called, um, they're champs, they're the ones that stop by them, the, I say momentum, pressure guys in that company. And you just to put them in there with AOP, it's you wouldn't do that unless it was really bottom of the barrel for AOP. And then, like, So if they don't intend to move them up, they will be up soon. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're up before Mania, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just well, that's me. The next so they can dangle around, I suppose. But um, it's just I didn't hate the match because I don't have high expectations for AOP matches. No. Uh, even you know when they worked back with um, Gargano and Champa, that was pleasantly surprising because of the wonderful babyface team they were against. But you flip that that dynamic, and I wasn't going into this expecting. I didn't know what to expect. To be honest, yeah. I was not a clusterfuck. Would, would have been fine with me. It was, <laughs> it was okay. Go yeah. out of the way. As an OP, yeah, there's a short balls there, but. Um, it was fine it was fine yeah fine but I thought the dynamics made this a tough ask oh. I, uh, this, this probably succeeded as well as it could have I think that's probably the best thing to say moving along because we do have the great Velveteen Dream making his <laughs> next appearance here against uh, Cassius Ono 
I'm, I'm just loving the Velveteen dream. Any, anytime he gets to do anything, he gets to make a production out of anything, and he always does. I just love it. Yeah, that's great. It's it's a wonderful shtick. Yeah, especially with the uh, with the gum guard on the on the pillow. I've, I've, yeah, the I, thought that, I, thought, I thought that was tremendous. With the Orlando Jordan esque male and female there in the in in you know, shirtless buff dude, random shirtless buff dude, but a lady there as well, so it doesn't slap you in the face about his it's potential proclivities. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was yeah. Again, great stuff comes out in the the boxing shorts and says he's going to knock him out in thirty seconds. And yeah, that's a lovely little spot at the start with the countdown. And see, and the, and the, yeah, it is great with the countdown. But unfortunately, I think this match peaked there. Yeah, that's probably fair. To say. I mean, it was it was a bit clunky. I mean, especially near the end. Towards the end, in particular, I think that we did get the. Uh, a faint retro sort of you fucked up chant from the Philly crowd for the for the DDT that wasn't exactly crisp. Um, but when it when it comes to, to Velveteen Dream, I'm I'm more into the character than I am the matches. In fairness, anyway, um, and I think I think in that regard, he's 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 coming on leaps and bounds as, as a personality, and I still think he's improving. I think you can see visible improvement every time oh, he's yeah. in the ring. So. He's got good poise. And the stuff, the stuff that faulted in the match was them trying to do spots that Ono was not necessarily the best equipped for, shall we say. He's oh, fat. Fuck. <laughs> Lose the fucking basketball shirt, you fat bastard. <laughs> it just draws attention to the cellulite on your fat fucking arse. I see, this, this is the problem. Far be it for me to he's criticize... He's genuinely appalled. He appalls me. I can say, far be it for me to criticize someone for their weight, but it's it's a troubling sign when the camera is picking up individual collections of cellulite on his legs. You know, I, don't, you. I don't remember seeing that even in the Rikishi days. Maybe this, maybe it's to do with high definition and everything. It's but, high def, bro. but it's it's not good. I don't imagine. I, it really isn't good. Come on, Carl. I can't imagine Bill Watts would have had this discussion back in the day. It doesn't matter if he's got cellulite on his legs, does it? Bill Watts could kick my ass. <laughs> I'm not sure, so sure that Cassie Sander could be bothered to chase me. <laughs> So I, I don't know. Like, I love I, you know, the spot at the start when he gets his gum shield knocked out was tremendous. That was awesome. Um, I just loved it when he actually did like hit him with a punch and knocked him down. And the way he prances around the ring with his arms pumped was great. Like he's just won the world title. Like he's actually won the match. Like that was tremendous. <laughs> awesome spot. But yeah, I think when they were getting yeah when, when it's time for him to get the heat, I thought he did a, a fine job. I think it, his poise is, is certainly developing, and you can see his poise when he's actually getting the heat is, is pretty good. It was just during that period when they were on the home stretch. And what seemed like the two two of the biggest spots, which was the DDT that he did on Alistair Black, which was awesome. Not so good here because he, he's a big man. Um, and the DVD spot where he kind of he tried to jump on him and then he he fell out of his hands because yeah, kind of rolled with him, didn't he? Yeah, kind of like the first time they did it and it, it didn't go smooth at all. But uh, right man wins. Yeah, right man wins biggest all the way. Biggest thing in a match like this, you know. It was, it was entertaining enough. It was fine. Again, <laughs> two in a row, they're fine. Was, well, that's... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was actually wondering like how people would fall on this when I go online afterwards, because as a show, I didn't think it was the strongest show they'd done at all. Um, probably because, like I said, the first two matches were just fine. Um, so, yeah, any any closing thoughts on the on, on the, the promise of Velveteen? I love the dream. I've said this over... I've only seen him twice, for fuck's sake. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just, just don't rush him. Just give him time. Yeah, just... Again, as you say, the right guy goes over and uh, he's growing before our eyes, which is wonderful to see. Oh no, or, or a dream? <laughs> a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who's going to get at uh, WrestleMania weekend. Who do you think? He could, do, he could do with another win. I will say 
they'll bring Goldust in and I'll do an angle with Goldust and that'll be your mainy match really interesting yeah, why not why not take a shot in the dark they'll want to do they, they'll feel frog you want to do something something different and give him someone you can have a bit of fun with yeah and just beat yeah it, it, someone like Goldust or perhaps No Way Jose if he's going to be back anytime soon where is he by the way I assumed he was injured is he still on TV I don't watch the XD TV I, I haven't seen him in weeks yeah Mm. That's a bit of a tough ask. Gold is an interesting one, though. They can have some fun. It just needs to be something where he gets to you know, show a bit more, you know, keep showing that personality. Yeah. All, all about the gimmick with the dream. Um, so, yeah, moving on now. Next match on the show it is Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler. I did, this is the NXT stuff on TV that I did see, was the build up to this, because I wanted to watch after everyone was lauding how great the Shayna Baszler angle was, where she broke Dakota Kai's arm and the thing in the ring where she's with the trainees and choking out the trainee. What a great. Great build to a heel. Fucking love it. I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, smoked anything else women did on this weekend for me. Yeah. Um, this was fantastic. The, probably because I had watched Suzuki and Tanashi right before this match. Um, so maybe that was fresh in my mind. It was like, you know, the women's equivalent. But yeah, I, I like the gimmick. It was. It felt like proper pro wrestling. It didn't feel like two women who aren't athletically great pretending to be wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an insult. It's the truth. Because <laughs> you can't be insulted. <laughs> um, sorry, Cassius, you fat bastard. Um, oh yeah, I love this. Uh, I, I love the setup. I love the psychology. I think it's just good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, I don't know how long Baze has been wrestling, but I, I love the gimmick. It's it's nice. Not that long. I mean, the, you can you can see there were moments where I think there was a moment in this match when like Ember Moon's like firing off a comeback of three drop kicks, and the back bumps are fucking horrific oh, from Shane. Yeah, they're not the best. They're not the best, but it doesn't necessarily matter. But at least they're letting her work a gimmick to get around that or hide mm-hmm. that or where it's not I'm going to say it's, whilst whilst you wouldn't call it a, a classic uh, sort of back and forth match by any means it was the it was a perfect showcase for Baszler you know, the story of wor- of working the arm doing the same spot play, as she did play, on TV yep playing off this idea of the, the sort of quote unquote submission sort of specialist so having to work the body part just Present just in general presenting her as a threat to the extent where she effectively pins herself. Mm. You know, that, that old tried and true spot. But you know, whilst there's been better NXT women's match, I think as far as emphasising someone's character and their traits and, and really positioning someone as a threat, it's probably the best piece of work they've done with a single individual female. I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought in terms of as an overall production, like I say, for one person. I thought I love that spot and again it, it does harken back to the Suzuki Tanahashi match which was fantastic uh, this weekend at New Beginnings where she's got the Jujigatami on for like two minutes fighting for it and she's rolling around and she hasn't got it quite but there's this the tease of she's going to get to the ropes is she not and then finally for to get the pin on it yeah that was great stuff and then you let her you let her come out of the match with the heat yeah exactly you choke her out afterwards anyway just to be spiteful yeah, right. Look at it this way: she's lost. And she sold it great too when she lost. Yeah, too. The facial yeah. expressions was great. She's lost, but she's moreover more credible and stronger for the effort. Yeah, and a nice proper babyface pop for Ember. Where yeah, and it's, it's probably it's probably the best thing you can do to portray her though, because she's kind of to me anyway. She's stalled as a babyface. The 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 Oscar feud didn't do her any favours really as much as they tried to sort of tease a quasi Oscar heel turn no fan, one the, no fan, one. the, fan, <laughs> the fans went with Oscar and booed Ember Moon yeah so you know this is this is an appropriate way if you like 
to sort of position her going forward to, to get some of that goodwill back. Yeah, to actually put her against the real heel as opposed to someone who everyone wanted to win. <laughs> Funny how that goes. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, maybe you should try that on it. But yeah, there are there are gripes I have on the main roster with uh, with stuff like that. I'm sure we'll come to uh, later on in this show. But uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, just as a quick thing before we get to the two main matches on the show. One of the uh, the regular occurrences was the uh, appearances and, and showing in the crowd of new talents coming to NXT, <laughs> including War Machine, Trevor Ricochet Man, and then EC3 with the name EC3, which floored me. I fucking lost my shit at that. What, EC3? <laughs> they just call him Ethan Carter. That would be the yeah! funniest thing. What it's, a rib. Oh, it's, that is it's the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I, is- I, I, I just... <laughs> The look on his face, it wasn't actually just his look, but the look on his face just, it said to me, yeah, we're going to take the piss out of TNA. And <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I fucking love it. Um, oh, yeah. Trevor, record here, man. That was like, oh, right, Trev. That's, yeah, just a guy. Yeah. So they're going to change that name, I'm guessing. That's yeah, the- that needs to be sorted out pronto. Yeah, changing the, you're not feeling Trevor Man? No. No. Okay. We'll take suggestions, listeners, on the, on, on the Ricochet's new ring name. I'm, I, I don't know I think that uh, EC3 being EC3 which just popped me because it was the last thing I expected from Dash apparently he trademarked the gimmick himself really so yeah smart man because they're fucking retarded yeah <laughs> hey Dixie I've got an idea for an angle but I'm going to trademark it for me yeah. yeah great stuff and of course they, they don't think that they really give a shit about these rights anymore TNA they kind of realise it's a losing battle anyway who's going to sue them yeah <laughs> they're going to money to fucking exactly. sue them with anyway so yeah there you go yeah. pro bono work <laughs> EC3 I think could do good things next I was actually surprised because like with this look and everything it's like Vince yeah, yeah. you'd think would love him oh yeah but uh, who knows well, I thought that when they got fired when they fired him so. yeah that's true that's true um, but yeah so moving along Alistair Black and Adam Cole Extreme Rules your thoughts gentlemen um, I enjoyed it a lot yeah it was it, just a kind of yeah, bit of a garbage match but some nice spots I do like Black I think he's uh, a cool gimmick great look love the entrance uh, different offence um, so I like different different's good and uh, and I like uh, what's your fucking name now? Adam Cole baby Adam Cole baby yeah I like Adam Cole he kind of looks a little bit like Sean in the face so he gets brownie points he's got kind of weird <laughs> midget legs um but looks like he should be taller he does yeah. look like he should be taller he does needs, needs a good stretch um, the old Ben Watson room yeah. um, but no it was fine I liked, I liked the match I liked the match uh, some nice spots uh, some nice bumps it's okay he needs to I, 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 did, I think of all the stuff first of all it's like the stuff with the, the tables at ringside I didn't particularly like that I thought that it felt like a lot of disparate spots that's what I mean um, but I think probably because the crowd stayed with it because it was Philly. In this, I know that's completely hypocritical of me, um, but I, did, I, think it was, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the match. It was okay. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a fun brawl. I, 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 I can see where you're coming from with with the tables outside, but even so, I did enjoy Alistair Black basically just jumping in the air and forcing him through the table. Oh, that one. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I that I enjoyed, um, and the. The bit with the steel chairs back to back. Oh yeah, had, yeah, had yeah. Me wince. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that had me wincing and, and sort of writhing for imaginary pain in my own back. But uh, does that get a you deserve it chant as well? It did. Yeah, that was I actually. Like that. I was like, okay, this cries 
not as annoying as some NXT crowds have been. Well, or the one the next night. Um, <laughs> but no, um, oh no, it was yeah, it was an enjoyable brawl. Uh, echoing Kieran's point, I, I wasn't sure with Alistair Black to begin with, but I've liked him the more I've seen of him, which surely can only be a positive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the opposite trajectory to what we normally get with the company. Yeah. So you know. Brownie points for Come that. Come in with high hopes and yeah. sours you over time. Yeah, you, you have the archetypal babyface overcoming the odds when the Fish and um, O'Reilly do their running. Sanity even make the save. Mm. <laughs> um, You're yeah. not on the Sanity bandwagon yet. Oh, I, I certainly, I'm not on that one now. That, that's not one where I'm enjoying them more with, with each new appearance. That's more the traditional response. So now we get, um, now we get Undisputed Era versus Babyface Sanity. Yeah. That, the, the dynamics are not great in, in NXT Cause, at the cause moment. Because nothing baby quite says babyface is like post-apocalyptic with the lights going out and the predator laugh before they've walked out to the ring. You said it, Carl. Yeah. And they, um, they just... Yeah. But it, at the end of the day, it's, it positioned Black pretty pretty damn strongly and I assume he'll be the next challenger to uh, Cien Almas. Yeah, that's that's the match. And, uh, in, in laying this out, it's like I thought... That that would be the case with that. It's an interesting one with Alistair, because I was, I was keen to get your thoughts on him, Kieran, because obviously you weren't here when we did the Survivor Series show when he wrestled Velveteen Dream. So I was kind of curious as to what kind of, not ceiling, but how much upside do you see in him? Do you think he could uh, make a go out on the main roster? That's a tough one, because... Um, I can... I'm not, I'd need to see him speak more. Yeah, this is the thing. There, there were people who, and I'm kind of of this belief that he was better off not talking at all because because he, he had a certain vibe about him where he didn't really need to. Yeah. He's the, the character's got to be dark, mysterious, moody, broody, yeah, and doesn't say much. And he's cool as fuck doing it. Um, any and that feels like him. That's it fits perfectly. The tats, the the off, the, the move set, the, the music, the music, the hair, the, his demeanor, his face. It's great. He knows what he is. Just let him mm. be himself. And yeah, but you make him talk, um, and you get a sense of he's going to come across as inauthentic, yeah. and it'll take him down. I, I do. I in this company, what does ceiling even mean anymore? Because you, you get moved up, and you'll get if you're yeah shuffled around. Anyway, if you're up like in Mikardi, you'll get you might get one main event on a on a what used to be a pay per view, um, and then you'll be working openers or not on the show or multi man matches. So he'll go up. He'll be part of the troupe. Um, I think it'd be a night probably mid-card I think is, is yeah. yeah I suppose it's that age old problem in that uh, I like the idea of speaking less and having that mystique but if if you really want to make any headway on that main roster you've got to be seen as someone who's capable of doing that opening 10-15 minute promo yeah which yeah regardless of whether or not it suits your suits your strengths and is really you know, you can argue whether or not it's a benefit or a hindrance in general, but that's the uh, prism through which Vince and the writers look at these sorts of things. So, I don't look at the, I don't look through that prism. To be quite honest, after watching this week's SmackDown, I don't want to see what prism they're looking through. Uh, we're moving now to the main event of uh, of this show: the beautiful, the wonderful, the glorious, the magnificent Johnny Wrestling against Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Championship. 
this is first of all it's one of those great NXT productions where also you get the uh, the footage of Gargano with a family backstage and like a sports thing actually that's one thing I completely forgot to mention and I wanted to Shayna Baszler getting through the UFC entrance for the match where she's walking through the backstage oh, and yeah, like, hey someone's paying attention good good job let them be authentic to their own characters well. yeah it's like it's the exact like walk though. It's like it's the, it's the same type of like framing and everything. It's great. As the UFC stuff. Again, come back to Johnny Russell. So you get the, the footage with the family before the match, and he comes out, and it's just like, I you know, there were, I had quite high expectations for this match because I'd heard a lot that they they having like good matches on house shows and stuff like that. And and they'd had the the fun opener uh, a couple of takeovers back. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm I was kind of keen to see uh, how this was going to shape. Up, especially because Andrade's kind of won me over quite a bit more as soon as Zelina Vega came along and he got to be a heel and a bit of a douchebag. Oh, he's, he's won me over by leaps. Yeah, oh, he's. Yeah. This, if there was any doubt, I this is. They were both outstanding. They were fucking they awesome. I love this match. Yeah. Didn't, I completely didn't expect this match because they come out and they started wrestling. And obviously, you saw the package and you know, Vega saying, you know, Johnny Wrestling called him a fraud and all that. So he's going to wrestle him. And mm. just, I didn't think they'd start that way. And they just kept going at it and going at it. And he was so 50 50. A lot more 50 50 than I expected. Um. Obviously, Johnny played underdog because he's the best fucking little underdog. Um, Decided Rey Mysterio, because <laughs> uh, I saw Rey the night after, so it's fresh in my mind. Uh, he was he was great. That this, uh, I see the head stuff. How do we stand on these head these head injury angles? Given what the reality of the situation is, I just find it so fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's strange that it's something the company would want to emphasise in, in any way even, even in just sort of the storytelling sense it's the sort of thing particularly with a company that's generally risk averse these days mm. you know, this isn't the days of the attitude era by any means you'd think that they'd shy away from that sort of thing so they do it all but as long as we don't say concussion yeah they never say that uh, word it's, it's on the band list yeah just just below uh, belt shit fuck cunt belt and concussion <laughs> And Jim Ross, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's funny though because like they'll they'll always harp about the glassy-eyed stare and yeah. stuff like that, but they won't say why. It's just the well, way. he's either pissed high or not cushioned. <laughs> Take yeah, your pick, boys. Yeah, he's not bleeding; it's a crimson mask. Yeah, something like that. It's I, I thought it was great in terms of the layering of what looked like the finish because it that the finishing sequence went on for about ten minutes. Yeah. I, it's always a, it's always a worry though as well, isn't it? Are they going to go too I mean, far? You, should, you gonna... shouldn't look at that analytical sort of sense about You just enjoy it. And don't get me wrong, I did thoroughly enjoy it. But, uh, you know, on more than one occasion, I'm sort of thinking, shit, that's not the end. How the fuck are they going to end this? Yeah. And it kept going and going. And then you have Vega run off, and it's still not the end, but the crowd are still eating out of their hand, and it's just... You know, I can't... I can't recall off the top of my head a match I've seen in recent memory that had so many false finishes that that the live crowd bought and that I brought. Yeah, I'd say, I don't know. I, had to, I can't speak for the live crowd. I I, I bought them myself because they were pushing the gimmick of he's two and zero against Salmas, so like this is kind of do or die. Yeah. So it's like okay, so he's going to go out on his on his on his sword, or he's going to win. Mm. Um. So yeah, they got got away with it for that. For, for that. The build up was certainly and it was, people bought Gargano more than I thought they would. And I like I I love Gargano and I always thought and have done for a long time that he was gonna be the guy who would actually be the top babyface in, in NXT because I think he's that good. But I just I, I was very surprised that people thought he was actually gonna win and they totally believed that he was I, gonna I win. I think it's 
It's not necessarily just a case of them sort of buying that he's going to win. It's it's one of the sort of the rare cases these days within the company where it's someone they want to win mm. that they're genuinely buying that they're really rooting for. Yeah, and a heel that they didn't want to halfway cheer at the same time too, which is he's ah oh man, Almas is not getting enough love here. I thought he was so good in this match. Yeah, phenomenal. Oh, he's a great prick. He's a great. He's a marvelous prick. prick. Yeah. The stuff with Candice doing the running as well to, to an off it was like perfectly timed. Well, that's the thing as well, like, why they didn't buy the false finishes. They knew the woman, the, the wife was getting involved with Selena. Yeah. So it's one of them little mental triggers, like they forgot about it, forgot about it, and then, yep, they are going to go to it, and that's it. Just, it's just a well put together. The, the false finishes, they weren't just false finishes out of nowhere, there were sequences to build the false finish where they tease it, tease the move in the middle of the sequence, and then eventually hit it one way or the other. So wasn't like they were just throwing stuff at you and are you still paying attention they got your attention with the work hit the high spot and then carried on and went yeah. again <laughs> and took it another level up and it was yeah so great stuff great great stuff great stuff and I will say along the lines of what you just said Carl about the whole thing of when the finish actually came it was almost that thing of uh, I don't know if the finish was as dramatic the actual end of the match was as dramatic just because it's like after everything he just does lose clean. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, shit. He just lost clean in the end. Even though it was like it was such a hell of a match that it doesn't really matter. But it's like I, I didn't think to, not that it was a flat finish, but it was after after all the peaks that they'd gone and like the, the the emotion. Really, the only way that match could have actually been better is if the babyface were yeah. and, and it got gave it. But since that wasn't the direction, it's like by that point, any kind of shitty heel finish is just gonna like fart on the match. So you ha- you have to do that really. Um, but again, it's it's the most minor of nitpicks for a match that I thought was the best of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it does raise the question of where do you go with Gargano now? Because I don't, Jumper. I don't know how close Champer is to return. I got the feeling he was still quite a ways away. Is that not the case? He didn't look like he was moving all that well. That's for sure. Big giant gold knee brace on yeah, and so it hobbling you, off on his bent crutch. Yeah, it makes you wonder bearing in mind how far away or how near that may be what they do in the interim but you know like you say it, it, that's more of a minor equivalent something, something you can worry about for another day yeah so do you do it on NXT or do you just bring Johnny up and then have God go Johnny comes after him yeah it's fucking serial killer if he did that yeah. if he did that the day after Wrestlemania for those people where they could react to both of them yeah in a completely selfish way I'd rather they do it on NXT because I think once you get past week one and week two and it becomes just another part of the furniture on a raw and it just dies a slow death yeah very possible plus who knows if the match will get the time to and the kind of leeway to be what it could be I say the match probably won't get the time it requires they won't get the focus on TV that you'd, that you'd hope for and you know again it's that risk of putting too much stock in the NXT audience being a you know, a good representation of the fans at large. And I, I know we're dealing with a smaller audience now, a more hardcore audience, but there are still discernible differences between an NXT crowd and a crowd in, say, Washington, Seattle, somewhere. Who, who Des Moines. Familiar. Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, you know, in, in, in certain name of American town here audience. Yeah, I'm with you. So just to kind of uh, look ahead to WrestleMania weekend, are we thinking... Black's going to take the title. Well, and then Almas comes up the next night. That's probably likely. Yeah. Um, I think I, I can see them just loving the Almas act with Zelina and just thinking, we need a Mexican star. He's been also he's been on that show so long as well, so why keep him there just to burn out? 
mm-hmm. material on NXT when he's been on that show so long. He, he knows the style. There's no other excuses. Just bring him. He's yeah. hot. Bring him up now. It, yeah. This this isn't babyface Cien Almas who's who's floundering. You wonder with his fedora, and you wonder <laughs> if they're going to cut him at some point. You know, he's he's ready now. Yeah. Excellent. Bring him along. Johnny, if, if Champ is not ready, and it would be great if you could do that match at WrestleMania week, that'd be perfect. If you can't, Adam Cole, maybe, is a stopgap? I uh, see the thing there is. I can see what their mindset would be. Like, we can go with the sympathy on Gargano, and it's, a, it's another match you can lose. I don't want to see Gargano picking up a Rucker losses. And also, by the same, by the same token, I think Adam Cole needs to win, mm. you know, in a prominent match. So I'd, I'd, I'd be opposed to putting those two together because I think you would harm one of them. Mm. I think if um, Johnny's coming up after Mania, then they could easily do that match and Cole gets over. So, do you reckon they all bring Johnny up? I think so. Yeah, I think they will. Uh, you could possibly argue in the case they may expediate it now, given uh, the firing of Amore. Ah yes. Given Enzo's oh, don't firing. stick that fucking guy on two hundred five. You, know, you know, please. That's, that's where he's going. Oh to no! That's exactly where he's <laughs> oh, going to be. You're right. Oh, and it's and it's a shame and it's awful, but fuck's sake! They need a new focal point for the show. You wouldn't be shocked, would you? Oh. that's probably an awful move that has. <laughs> Moving along to the next evening, it is the Royal Rumble. Just very quickly, go ahead. Ah, uh, my memory's a little hazy on this. Did they start doing... Were they still doing the two sweets in the near falls in the Gagano and Almas? They did, but they dropped it near the end. Okay. Yeah. So that that's your, your bone to pick of the week. I it's, just... It's been going on for a while. I couldn't remember if this was the match where... <coughs> I thought they did, half at least half the crowd. They kept it up, even though the near falls are fucking brilliant. Um, yeah. Most of the crowd was believing them. There was still that, purport, that portion of the crowd which. Those 30 losers. I fucking. I tell you what now, boys. <laughs> if I'm in a fucking arena and you start doing that shit, every time one of you puts your fucking little fingers up in the air, you're getting punched in the face. At best. At best. If you're listening to this, I hope you're fucking offended because you offend me. Bring it on. Liam has to retain like, an air of dignity on this show because he's a legit bit, uh, journalist now. I am not. I can pick fights with people who listen for free. Don't do it around me. It's really annoying. Your marks for yourselves. Get over yourselves. It's okay that your marks for yourselves, but just admit your marks for yourselves, and I bet you won't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. That needs to die, mate. That I was needs bad. to die. I was bad at the ten counts at NXT at Mania last year. Oh yeah, I hated that. If oh, your outburst was sensational. <laughs> I don't know how many outbursts I'll have throughout the course of a show. If I was there for this. Oh man, Jesus, you wouldn't be able to. You you couldn't contain yourself on the ten chance last year not. in Orlando. <laughs> no. No, are you really got out of control? <laughs> I nailed it. No, so so you, you did yell at them. You didn't turn around and yell at them. I did. Yeah, I did. Do you care about who wins and loses? Yeah. That, that, that. <laughs> it was great. But moving along. Moving along. To the Royal Rumble. We kick it off again. This was a... First of all, I will... I don't want to play the, the Mr. Perfect card, but I remember we had a chat last week where I said, I've got a feeling that the Women's Rumble was going on last. Yeah. And I, I hate that I was right. I understand why. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll totally get to it. But it, it... in principle, in principle, when I heard what what happened after, I didn't actually. I didn't know what happened after. I knew Ronda was there. Mm. It's not a spoiler, is it? No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, it was. Yeah, of course you put it on last. Yeah, absolutely. But 
we'll get to but the other part yeah the but so anyway kicking it off kicking it off with the most logical opener in the world the WWE title match they need to sort this fucking habit of structuring the show weird because it's but so this, much but this this isn't new to the company they did this back in the day with the original brand extension it was a real winner then too Oh, I'm, I hate don't, don't this. get me wrong. I'm not defending the company. These tag title just, matches in the middle of the card. I'm just not remotely surprised. No. The, think about the, the the fucking annoying bullshit on this show from some of the crowd. And the fact that they couldn't even be asked to do that too sweet bullshit in this Seamus Cesaro Rollins match. They they need to they need to figure out like the ways to order this card much better than they are. I honestly think part of it is they've got so much they have no idea where to put stuff. I put one thing on last and then it's like, oh fuck, let's just mix it all up so no one gets offended and no one knows what's better than anything else, what's more important. <laughs> yeah. That's it, and like I said, we'll, we'll come to the to the women's rumble, but it, it's clearly a case of we're going to shoehorn this in as the last match. So once they've done that, it's then, you know, th- there are appropriate times to work in reverse. One of them I would advise would be Mania the following year, work backwards. But in this instance, it's just a case of yeah they've just thrown the they've made a sort of you know, tunnel vision decision women's matches is, is going to be last and then we'll just throw the rest of the card in the one that got me was obviously you got the, the men's rumble middle of the show and then was it the next match Rollins comes out yeah I just like just seen him in the rumble poor fucking guy because people actually care about you yeah and you look like such a fucking mid card jobber now yeah you look like you're the least over pushed guy are, in the world yeah that you know that rumble that just happened that now isn't very important because we've moved on two minutes later well yeah we've moved on past you too Seth oh, I did not like that poor guy yeah that poor fucker poor fucker AJ Styles in a handicap match for the WWE title against uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn enjoyable enough for the restrictions that a match like this is going to put on you I, I will I do love just how uh, it's always kind of it's always tough to gauge on these papers even watching Smackdown Styles is so the man <laughs> on Smackdown now like he is like the guy the baby face on the show he just he suits this role so well it's it's just great to see it's like sometimes it just takes you back and you just sit there and you think AJ Styles is just so great and he's just in this in this position where I have I could just watch him in this spot forever yeah he's so great and and, and, and Zayn and Owens are great anyway and it looks like they're splitting them up so that's beautiful. I would have thought so that, is that going to be the main match uh, probably it's, it was like they've got nothing for these two guys they want to do that match again they should just put the tag belts on I think that's the way to go I would have done that the Usos need a team that people can buy yeah I mean um, elevate the Usos the Usos Usos are already half baby faces anyway stop half stuff then though you get the half half heels against the half faces from the half arse company ah touche <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean this don't get me wrong this, this was a it, it was a, a fine match you know it was okay the sort of thing that you wouldn't think was out of place as a Smackdown TV main event Yeah. but I just I want so much more for for Styles and Owens in particular I I want them I I love Sami Zayn as a heel I know so do I but (laughs) the way he comes out and spoke to him I do do enjoy him but it's there's a clear pecking order and for me he's number three on the list Um, I, I would just rather them be focused on in a much just a much more serious way mm. you said it perfectly it's, it's a, the gimmick of two on one handicap match title match it's a total TV throwaway thing that you do for five ten minutes 
to move to something else you're actually going towards. It's, yeah. There's no there's no money. It's so hard to uh, retain your interest in the match as serious, given the stipulations of it. Mm. It's a gimmick match, and it's like, okay, well, it'll be good. The, the work will be great, but the psychology is so fucked up. It's so hard to get into. Um, and yet, as a title match especially, it's... Just devalues the title for me, mm. just as much as putting it on first. Put it, throwing it away in a multi-man gimmick ta- uh, handicap match is just as bad as putting it on first. Yeah, and the Rumble pay per view. Yeah, at least it's a fucking. At least it's the Rumble pay per view. So there's a reason for the title match is not being on later on in the show. When you got so much, I can, I understand it, but to just needlessly just do that when you could have gone either of them, you could have and and. Depends where they go. It depends where they go. Well, this is the thing. Having watched this week's episode of SmackDown, which we'll come to shortly, by the way, um, doesn't really make a ton of sense as to why Daniel Bryan made this match in the end. Well, that, that was what I found curious because you, you watch it and you obviously, I, I haven't seen SmackDown this week, but you watch it and you think, ah, well, it's the botched ref call on the tag, which yeah. gives which gives the heels an out for losing, gives them something to complain about on on the next next show, and then you sit there and think, well. There was no interplay with Shane and Brian during this match either, so have I missed something from TV? I was half expecting them to be out there. Yeah, yeah. There's no involvement from them whatsoever. So you think, well, what was the point in in the weeks of TV prior to this if they're they're not even going to be featured in any way? Yeah. In the resolution of this match, you think it's just it was just an odd feel. Well. Again, coming out of this, where on SmackDown this week they are complaining about wanting another chance at the title because of the the, the false tag uh, finish at the end. They go up to Daniel Bryan, the voice of reason, asking for another chance, and Bryan says, "Yes, you're going to wrestle each other next week. Winner gets Styles at the next pay per view." And now they're kind of turning on each other already. So it's like, so what was the point? What, what, we, what was the, the hints of all this stuff? Of why, is it, why did our good friend Daniel Bryan, who we believe in as commissioner, make this completely unfair match for the title? Unless he knew they were going to lose. <laughs> Unless this is just an, another example of a, of a dropped storyline. I wouldn't be surprised. So the process is, oh, we're going to turn Brian heel, or at least tease it. Why? We're not really sure. Where are we going? We're not really sure. You go into TV the one Tuesday morning. Yeah, Vince isn't really feeling this. So after the Rumble, Stars is going to win, and then we're going to drop it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So on to the you next vignette for the mixed match challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Anywho, that's that match pretty much out of the way. So uh, yeah, I kind at, of... at least let's look at this from the sort of silver lining perspective, and bearing in mind the fact that. Jindam Hall recently had an extended title run at <laughs> least they didn't do anything stupid with the finish where the belt's held up or it's taken off styles that's true I, I think that's a net positive they, they, they didn't they didn't basically they come didn't, out of this by slipping the pile of shit <laughs> they didn't absolutely screw up by slipping on the banana peels they've been dropping for several weeks <laughs> alright then well on that, uh, on that premise I guess I'll give you that nod um <laughs> that's really a high bar but anyway um, moving along to the uh, the 2 out of 3 falls tag team title match with the Usos right. yeah. and yeah. Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin yeah I'm not entirely sure how terrifying it would be to Shelton Benjamin to hear two people talking about Uso penitentiary when he's actually done prison time <laughs> but again I digress um, I am so sick to 
death of fucking super kicks. <laughs> I wouldn't care if I never saw another super kick in my life. What about an old Shawn they, Michaels they matches? Are, that's different. <laughs> what was the fucking... Shawn was special. This is now just the epitome of redundancy. And if it's not super kicks, it's other kicks where they're slapping the leg. Now, I... I never used to be someone who got too worked up over the slapping of the leg. It never bothered me that much. But it's just done so frequently in so many matches now. Oh, the NXT show was like fucking lit. That it's just infuriating. Anyway, that side. <laughs> no, no, you, um, you know what? It's, it's totally valid because what you know what bothers me actually is my pet peeve is when the guy who's getting hit slaps their leg. Oh. It's like... Yeah. That's just like fuck this. <laughs> or where they throw the punch and they're using their the, their other hand to hit their shoulders. They're throwing it. Yeah, that was the old Scotty Two Hearty staple, if I remember rightly. Yeah. I always thought Bossman was quite subtle about it when he would throw his punches. Bossman was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my sort of agreements about the soup about the number of super kicks aside, this was a match that I was just. It started fairly slowly. And I expected as as much because it's two out of three falls. I don't think I even remarked to uh, to my mate who I was watching and saying, you know, I think there'll be, I think there's going to be a bit of a long gap between this first fall and the second fall will follow pretty quickly afterwards before going to the decider. It turns out I was wrong in that regard. Half <laughs> um, right though. Yeah, but it was just this was a match where it started out slowly. I expected it to start out slowly, and I'm just sat there waiting for it to to kick into another gear to really you know to, you sort of, you're waiting for it for the cogs to turn it start to pick up a pace as it goes on and to me it just felt like it never really got out of first gear it felt very one pace to me <laughs> it never left the first fall and found the, 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 the fans were not going to get into this at all until the third fall I don't well think. no and that's it the, the, the fans right wrong or otherwise are preconditioned to think this is going two out of three falls so you sit there and you wait for the anticipation of the third fall and that's where the fans would sort of naturally get into it. Yeah. They did all the air falls in the first fall when no one could give a fuck. So there you go. Did they did they go too straight because when they timed out the show, they just thought, oh, fuck. We need, like, say, five, ten minutes here, boys. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, how long did this actually go, all told? It didn't feel like very long. I don't know. It, it, I think probably went Eight. Back. I'd say 12. Let's have a look. 14. What? Yeah, 14. There you go. Even so, what the hell do you do with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin now? Oh, they'll just float along like everybody else. Yeah. Sorry about that. Now, uh, this does... uh, However, I think the Usos are heading towards a showdown with the old Bludgeon Brothers uh, coming up next. I I am very sad they're going to break up Owens and Zane because I think that Usos and Owens and Zane could do some good stuff if uh, the Usos are practically babyfaces now. But I'm going to segue here because one of the hot-button topics of the last 24 hours is the use of the new graphics on SmackDown. And you haven't seen this yet, Kieran, so I'm going to introduce now the... <coughs> what do I do? Do I do play-by-play? Is this is... Well, this is... Let's just say, because Liam showed me this while you were out the room, this is a different kind of lethal lockdown. Right. This sounds exciting. What? Hang on a minute, what's that? Why is there a fucking animated gate on there? 
There's a sound effect. <laughs> Why is Jimmy or Jay looking so proud about this fucking graphic that's playing? <laughs> Why aren't they referencing the fucking bullshit that's going on? Guess what? There's another... <laughs> point in that what is that shit <laughs> that's the new presentation of smackdown live what do you mean the present that's what is that shit they got the, the promos of the words flashing up all over the screen as they do them which you you saw briefly before you for the hard of hearing that's what fucking <laughs> subtitles are for oh my fucking god that's all I haven't seen, have they done that on Raw too? No, no, Raw's got a new fancy graphics package, but in a good way. Their shit looks great now. Okay. Smackdown Live looks like shit. Like, Smackdown's got, like, the... like It's like the full crew and all the new good stuff is on Raw. Yeah. And then Smackdown's got the, the yes. fucking... That is... This week's edition of Smackdown is brought to you by the letter S. <laughs> shit. That, that is reminiscent of, like, Bray Wyatt's maggots or something, that is. It's oh, yeah! Shit, on the ring. Shit bullshit they've realised they can do, so let's do it. That's but not realising there's a reason why you don't do it. You know what it it made me think of, and no one could ever, no one no, no one could ever accuse this of being held in a positive context. The old WCW worldwide take on the the Batman and Robin graphics oh. with the kapow and all that sort of thing when someone would. Throw oh yeah, punch. that's what it. Yeah, you know, I'm not. It's not a carbon copy of that. But that's what my mind goes to when I see these sorts of things. It reminds me of uh, when you had the sticker albums and like, the, each guy had their own logo. Mm. Even though it's like a, they didn't use them in the company or anything like yeah. that. It's just in the sticker yeah. album had a logo. It reminds me of those. Yeah. How about Shit. this one? It, here's another one. We're going to segue smoothly now from the Usos to Shinsuke Nakamura and obviously the, the, uh, the Men's Royal Rumble. Nakamura's entrance on SmackDown here. He right. does his traditional pose. This is what they flash on the screen for him He's going to do it. There it is. Rockstar! <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> fucking shambles is what that is. <laughs> Welcome to wrestling in 2018. Where you been, Kieran? <laughs> I have no idea if I've missed that. That's. I need... At least it have like animated light light bulbs around the letters and flash. Maybe give it yeah. time. Flash Wait until Psycho time. Killer debuts on the main roster. <laughs> pair of scary eyes <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> Zalma's gonna have like a piñata swing <laughs> oh I can't wait to see what they do for the Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> oh boy so anyway the it'll be Bludgeon Brothers written on the screen then a big hammer bludgeons the text and they'll squish like blood on the screen it'll fall down black currents on the screen yeah that's yeah. exactly what it'll be yeah that's good stuff and it'll go <laughs> when, it, when it gets bludgeoned Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> so the uh, the men's Royal Rumble. The men's Royal Rumble. I will say, before, all that bullshit about SmackDown and their fucking awful ideas aside, I thought this was the best Rumble match in years. I really thought this was a really fun match. Um, yeah, no, there's lo- there's lots of it I I really enjoyed. Let's let's get into such. I hate the placing. I don't care if someone wants to label me misogynistic or sexist, use whatever term you wish. This is the Royal Rumble, and the Men's Rumble goes on last. <laughs> it's what it's what the people. I I, I try and put this in a, a sort of as sort of natural way as possible, um, but it's just a case of look the the audience have paid to come and see that Rumble. And you can dress up the women's revolution or women's evolution whichever way you wish and I've got no problem with them getting 
more of a focus and more TV time, providing they're not a shower of shit, which plenty of that women's roster are, which we'll come to. But people have come to see the traditional Royal Rumble match. That's what goes on last. It goes on ahead of the world title. It's, it's the one pay view where I'll, I'll accept the, the, the world title being the last match is not sacrosanct. And that's just, that's just how I feel about it, frankly. <laughs> I was not happy to sit there I, I was way stunned. through the show I was stunned when this see graphic the Royal Rumble starting. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't... <laughs> Actually, you know what? I did think, as soon as it came up, I thought, oh my God, Carl's going to hate this. <laughs> and then the next words out of Carl's mouth were, but really, the Royal Rumble's all about the numbers. <laughs> and I thought, here it is. Just in the gut even more they're going to play the fucking video yeah, when they play every year when you feel like the world is specifically against you <laughs> that was that was one of these moments and it's just to put the match on when you do even even if you want to take the women's rumble out of the equation when you put it on in the mid in the middle of the card and then you're following up with a tag match and you're following up with a world tag match you just it's just so out of place. It just doesn't seem natural to me. No. It devalued it. It totally did. And yeah, I thought so. As fun as the Rumble was, and as much as the crowd loved the outcome of it, that play, it just devalued it so much. To be in the middle. Yeah. And I said when it really hit home, when five minutes after the end of that, okay, we've settled down and out comes Seth for another match. It's like, Jesus Christ, we should go off the air yeah. with fucking, look, what the hell is Nakamura going to do at WrestleMania? Let him, okay, I'll accept him pointing to the fucking Mania sign. But that's, it, it's, it seems hard, to, it seems hard to me to justify the match which, and, and yes, I know that they sort of, they play fast and loose with this rule about headlining WrestleMania. I, I, I appreciate that. But when the premise of your match you know, the starting point is going to be the winner of this match headlines WrestleMania. Right, so the match that decides who's going to be in the most important match of the year is held in the middle of a card on a show in January. Well, yeah, because the match at Mania is going to go in the middle of the card too, so don't worry about it. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, well, well, yeah, or first. Which is, which, is, which is how they play Fast and Loose. That's not how they're presenting it here as a starting no. point. No. And that's and the yeah, You get us fucking bitching and moaning that... It's a bunch of guys going around in circles in the mid-card, trading water, completely interchangeable, and now it's Nakamura's turn, which should be something special. Yeah. It's just... Oh, it's just... Yeah. It grinds my gears. Grinds my gears. It did start off well with the fantastic Rusev. Oh, yeah. And Finn Balor. Actually, I, I did like the way that the as, Finn... As, as someone who's always been on board the Rusev train... <laughs> oh, don't give me that shit! No, I am... <laughs> I'm thrilled to see that he's... The, the gimmick is so over yet equally disheartened at the notion that Vince will never do anything with him regardless he should though because he cut his this hair this Rusev Day stuff is tremendous because he cut his hair and he got married and Vince didn't really approve of either <laughs> <laughs> okay so you may not have been the quickest on the Rusev train however Carl I feel like I was on it relatively quickly but were, are you ready to walk with Elias no I fucking love Elias <laughs> I love anyone who sings and dances in pro wrestling. This is well known. I what do. Have you done, man? I, uh, did he really sing though? Did he sing? Did he play guitar? Guitar? Mate, when Elias doesn't really play. He the guitar. does. He's majestic. He plays the guitar as much as Shane Douglas rides a skateboard. Bullshit, Carl. You know that's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. 
I like Elias. He makes me laugh. I love the heat. He's <laughs> cheap as it is. It's, it's great. It's cheap, but you know what? At least it's heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're at now. Yeah. Although he got a pop when he came out too. Yeah, of so course. That's where it's going. <laughs> um, I that fucking shitty little strum that played. I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> Then they boo the shit out when he comes down there. I don't care if he's not that great. I'm digging it. I like him. I, I'm digging Elias. Yeah. I love his poise. I just love that fucking look on his face like he's having a whale of a time. Mm. I, 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 yeah, I get kicked out of Elias. Yeah. If he improves, if he gets better, he's going to be he's gonna be good. If he improves, I'll make him wrestle. I'll just let him do his thing. Yeah. He doesn't need to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Andrade makes an appearance. I was kind of surprised by this. There's a lot of... Uh, I wouldn't have done that. No, and Ember was on as well. Obviously, like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a few of these NXT yeah, guys. They've probably not brought up. They're just really like numbers. No, see, I. But it doesn't feel like it was necessary to do that. I mean, you could have. Bear in mind, we've now got a sort of a newish group in the Balor Club. Why don't if you if you just want to fill out some spots, use Carl Anderson, use Luke, you know, use Luke Gallows for that sort of role. Don't use it on. I know it's developmental. Um but they're still champions and you shouldn't put them in that sort of position whole, I don't think no I, don't, I agree the, the development it's the nature of the development guys it's you're psychologically they're percolating under and let's see what they can do when they get to the main roster and you kind of put cutting off their balls and showing them as just, just another jobber mm. before they get to the main roster and Riley did last a while so that was good last a while but yeah. there's no emphasis, real emphasis on no. it like, not, not, did he eliminate anybody? Exactly. Uh, I think he might have eliminated I think, one or two I think people. he might have done uh, I mean, he did he eliminated um, Kofi Kofi eliminated Jinder and then Almas got rid of him. So at least he got rid of them. Uh, I mean, it was... Um, it, on the whole, it, I, I thought it was a, an enjoyable rumble. You know, um, emphasis, at least in my mind, on the right people. Nakamura lasted a, a decent time before going on to win it. And, and Bala had the sort of the, the Iron Man sort of motif for the match. Yeah. Which, you know, which I, I think was a real... I don't know how he's treated on Raw this week, so uh, that may change things. But I thought it was—it was the sort of little little boost. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> All right, okay. But I just—I felt like coming off the whole Kane debacle a month or so ago, he—he he, he needed a bit of emphasis and a, a bit of a boost. And I thought this—this you know, th- this was a, a great way to do it. Yeah. Um, We've got to talk about a couple of big cameos here. First of all, the Hurricane gets like thirty seconds for a little callback to the uh, the Choke Slam spot of two thousand and two. But far more importantly, Rey Mysterio looking fucking ace. Looking awesome. My God. Is he was looking, it a one-shot deal? Or yeah. What? yeah. He was in yeah, such this, great shape. This was this is Rey Mysterio, how he looked in 96, but with more tattoos. Yeah. Did you want him to win? I did. When it comes uh, to the last six, I'm like, Rey's got to take this. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> oh, boo. Well, I'm never, I've never been the biggest Rey Mysterio fan in the world. You never forgave him putting the math back on, did you? This is true. No, you never forgave him for that. He lost the baggy pants. He deserved the win just for that. Yeah, I thought that was a plus. I thought he looked... Okay, I'll give you that He looked sharp. He looked good. And he was moving faster than he has in forever as well. It must be be such pressure off his knees. What is he, like 20, 30 pounds lighter? It's got to be, yeah. Yeah. So much weight off his knees. He was looking svelte. A more relaxed schedule, I'm sure, is helping him too. But uh, yeah, as it kind of shakes out, number 30 is Dolph Ziggler. The, the, yeah, the longer-awaited comeback. We, we we talked about this uh, prior to recording. I I wasn't aware that Joe had injured his foot, so I'm sat there throughout thinking, Joe's still to come. Joe's still to come. Joe's not going to win, but he, he's still coming. 
I can get my hopes up. I can see him hurt a few people. Like, you know, he can, you know, he can toss off five or six out of a bit of emphasis. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lame bully Ray, that'd be good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. a match I want to see. Yeah. It's, it's something I can really look forward to. He's still not out yet. He's still not out yet. I turn to the person I'm watching with, who are we forgetting? Because there's only one more to come. Who could it be? I don't want to get my hopes up. No, it's going to be Joe. It's going to be Joe. And then Ziggler's music. <laughs> <laughs> and the record scratch on your life, as so it were. You held yourself yeah. back to stop yourself getting too excited, but in doing so, got yourself more excited. And in doing so, <laughs> let yourself down even more. That is sad. That is unfortunate. Yeah, and my reaction was probably something tantamount to a Dolph Ziggler cell. I just collapsed. And <laughs> never, never recovered. Yeah, and, and wondered, much like Ziggler's career, what the point of it all was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't care that Ziggler's back, and I don't care if he disappears again. You wasn't even on SmackDown this week, you didn't even explain it. Who gives a shit? It's not Ziggler, it's not worthy of an explanation. Um, anyway. As it comes down to like the final six or so, I'm looking at, first of all, that the whole match, like, they got some, they got a pretty good roster here right now, honestly, in terms of like, all the talent they've got. And they're doing like some, some interesting little stuff on the way. When it gets down to the final six, it's like this is. I like the way it felt at the end, where like everyone's kind of in it was, their little. It was very much like I, it's almost it felt the like a collection of, of the top stars, which I liked. Well, and also that extent of this is a, a company that is at least in a way acknowledging the way they've burnt the crowd over the last few years at a rumble. So they knowing how this crowd is likely to react back in Philadelphia again. You know, they played into that, which I thought was a smart thing to do particularly you know, when you get down to the, the final four and you've got Cena and Reigns there the kind of face offs of the old generation oh, and the yeah, new yeah so, and, and you know how the crowd are going to react so yeah play into it for a bit and I, I really enjoyed the final four yeah like I said final six when it was like at one, on one side Cena, Orton and Ray and on the other side Reigns, Naka and Balor I just, it's like, this is cool I like the way they're doing this this is a fun little it way was to a, do it it was a, it was a fun dynamic yeah it? It, was, it wasn't something you could yeah. see coming yeah. ahead of and, time and a, yeah. a great way to manipulate the smart audience oh, let's talk about that, that when it comes down to the three uh, yeah Rain, Cena and, and well time from the four when Balor is the guy who gets eliminated first of the uh, of the four yeah. after the whole big long effort it's like oh fucking hell Cena, Reigns and Naka no, it was perfect no, it was perfect, it was brilliant. It was perfect because yeah you've got these the two pseudo faces yeah. the most hated guys in the Rumble and they start double teaming Nakamura he's going to win as the Bayface yeah. like, that is brilliant well, as, but... as soon as Balor's got it Nakamura's winning it I yeah. can't believe Nakamura's winning it because they you, you know, wouldn't do this otherwise uh, who called that because I assumed it was Cena on the fly called that he just did a little look and it just looked like Cena took control it was like let's they were booing they were booing because they, they did the standoffs of Roman and Cena and everyone was same old shit same old shit yeah and it looked like Cena's cogs were working and they just went let's roll with it and like, double team in that I'm sure there was only three of them in the ring so it would have mm. come down to that anyway but it seemed like he, he was instigated behind that um, might be on my imagination but it worked great Nakamura eliminates Cena everyone I, goes crazy I actually, even, at th- even at that though I did think it would still be because it's in the middle of the car they wouldn't give a fuck about Roman winning and the booze yeah. I was going to say I, I still wasn't I didn't I didn't believe it until I saw it. No, I didn't either. Until, until it happened, I wasn't. I wasn't going to believe that it would happen. Yeah, I didn't believe it, but I did. It was that thing. I think that as, as soon as it came out of those three, like, I think Naka's going to win because I can't imagine that they're going to put. I mean, Reigns is always in a tough spot anyway and stuff like this. Yeah. It's like they're not going to be so stupid to be that. But the one guy they're going to love to win and he's eliminate him last. Like, 
it's like putting him and Daniel Bryan last. They wouldn't have done that, and they didn't do that. So I thought the only reason to do that is to have him win. And bearing that in mind, and bearing how good a job they did with this, it makes me scratch my head even more that they decide to place it in the middle of the card. <laughs> because the crowd are only ever going to be on a come down after that. Yeah. Would they have put Napa over if they were on last? Do you think that would have made a difference to them? Because my gut feeling at the time was, yeah, if they, this one on last... Reigns would have won. Yeah, but just thinking about it now, I'm not sure there's any validity to that statement mm. other than just their own. The only reason, the only difference is the prejudice of doing it. It's like, they proved... No, I think they would no, I still I'll stand them. The fact that they finished the show with Ronda, they wouldn't want to finish with it on Mac and I don't think if that was on last I don't think he would have won mm, interesting mm. interesting interesting take but uh, yeah and they did the interview right afterwards where they, they ask him who he's going to wrestle and uh, very similar to his old Wrestle Kingdom call out he just says A and everyone goes crazy uh, but for AJ Styles so yeah we're getting Naku and Styles at Mania is the plan so there you go overall I thought one of the better rumbles in and granted to low bar because the rumbles lately have been quite cack for the last few years because they're just bad bad decisions and yeah they have but that, that, I don't think that should it shouldn't detract from what was an enjoyable rumble. I thought, honestly, I thought and, probably and, top five, and, top ten rumble. Yeah, you know, and at least sort of, you know, the, the the comedy shtick is is done in the right parts at the start, at the start of the rumble. Yeah, the Heath Slater beat down was a little ongoing thing they were doing, I suppose. For those of you who enjoyed that, I, I mean, it was, it was, it was, yeah, Sim- it was simple fine. enough. It was, it was fine for a little sort of running theme during the eliminate Sheamus at the during, 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 during the early stage of the rumble. Yeah, and and to see a complete de-emphasis of Bray Wyatt will always bring a smile to my face. <laughs> I, you know, I can laugh my ass off. Considering the nightmares he has given me in previous rumbles, mm. as to a see, big push commodity, to see him become this is is lovely. Going out with broken Matt. Yep, wonderful. <laughs> I was just happy to see Jinder get shit can when he did. No emphasis on Jinder at all. I can't remember Jinder being in that. Part. Yeah. <laughs> Boots a little bit when he came out yeah. That. yeah so there you go Naka wins what is one of the better rumbles in a long time and again hey that's what happens when you have a, a baby face who's actually popular and you book him that way so seamlessly transitioning much as they did to Sheamus and Cesaro winning the tag team championships from Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan these poor fuckers had to follow a fantastic Royal Rumble they got the crowd going in every single way and this match went on for ages well this is the cool down match I suppose that's the idea. Yeah, the old uh, death spot. Um, which again begs the question of knowing what a come down it's going to be after the rumble. Why put that rumble where you do? But anyway. they have it in their heads that they need to do that. And they probably didn't want to do two rumbles back to back. I'm guessing. But to understand, and given everything that happened, I understand the philosophy, uh, the mindset. But I don't think there's a person who any. I think there's a, a naysayer in the world who didn't know. It would be a fucking oh, abortion of terrible viewing. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Terrible just, viewing. The, the, these these poor fucks are in an unenviable spot, having to follow on from a Raw Rumble. Uh, Jason is, Jordan can do anything anyway, which is, which is something that's only normally reserved for world title matches on on okay, I mean years past. Um, so when you don't even have the hook of a, of a world title match immediately following. You got the tag belts, which no one really cares about because they're hot shotted so much. You know, poor Seth Rollins, who, in fairness to him, he works his ass off in this match, but it really um, is all for nothing. When, when was the last time a crowd was this dead for a pay per view match? I, I was thinking probably Jinder Mahal, one of his title defences, 
Him and Nakamura at SummerSlam last year was probably high up on the list of uh, yeah. dead crowds for a, a title match on pay per view. And you know, you think, and you talk about a a fall from grace for Rollins as well. You know, eight, 18 months, two years ago, they wouldn't have dreamed of. And what I will say is, whilst we've criticised him in the past for the way he sort of carried himself and, and the way he was pushed during his time as champion, even during that period, you couldn't fathom that the company would ever entertain the idea of putting him in the cool down match mm. I wouldn't it's not something you'd slap you in the face that that's where this guy's heading but the way they used him I could tell, once that his run was over as the heel champ he was going to be doing jobs left right centre so they, I didn't have high well, he, he did jobs with the belt that's true that's true but exactly, he wasn't even protected then. I <laughs> know um, I've liked since the, the stuff they put him and Dean together again. The, the, the oh, like, that was awesome. The likability of the two of them together is, is great. Um, Suddenly like, Dean's gone for a good while. Yeah, now. well, okay. But in terms of Seth, he'd, in, in my eyes, he'd rehabbed himself so much. Um, yeah. I, I really like the guy. Tough spot. And when I said, when he came walking out after that run, it's like, this poor fucker. <laughs> I'm like, the only redeeming thing of this, I did. Find Jordan hilarious. Jordan, I, you know what? I'm really coming around on Jason Jordan. The thing on Raw 25 when he's trying to talk and the fans are just booing him out the building every time he tries to say a sentence. Great. It's the it's the original angle push. And yeah. You might so you might give a guy who hasn't got traditional charisma something where it's like this guy's okay. You, you know who this guy is now, and you kind of get feelings towards him one or the other, which you wouldn't have if he was just himself. But the downside is, funny doesn't equal money. Mm. Um, would he ever be anyway? maybe not but if you go at the inception of the idea you know that what the ceiling on it is because the guy you thought it with previously who was actually much more talented in every way than this guy that was his that's what stopped him getting to that tippy top level because yeah. he was just, they couldn't stop doing that they couldn't they couldn't stop the comedy yeah yeah um, and with as legitimate and as badass and as aggressive and as fucking amazing Kurt was if it's not going to work for him okay he's the, he was also the king of comedy which held him back but if you're going down that route you've got the same pitfalls with a guy who's less talented yeah if, if, uh, I see what you're saying if someone with as much ability as Kurt has can't get past the sort of natural ceiling that the comedy stick puts on you then there really isn't much reason to hold out hope for anyone else Seamus and the Bar win the belts Seamus and the Bar Seamus and Cesaro yeah. the Bar win the belts for the fourth time which <laughs> was quite an eye-opening statistic that I wasn't yeah. prepared for when they announced it but uh, and again it seemed like no one really gave a fuck particularly because of the placement but there you go uh, the one thing it does we move onwards and upwards but I suppose. the one thing it does prick my curiosity about is doesn't Seamus have spinal stenosis don't know does he he really sh- from what I got he really shouldn't be wrestling at all oh I didn't hear this which is why originally I thought that's why he'd been protected in the Rumble. That's why, I th- well, I say protected, that's strong choice of words. <laughs> that's, that's why I thought he'd had the quick elimination because really he's, he's got the numbness. He's got really? the issues that Austin had, the issues that Edge had. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. That's not good at all. <laughs> no. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Meltzer has referenced it. I must have, I must have missed that. Must have missed Give that. Big Dave a call. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the blower. Yeah. Get on the blower. Uh, yeah. So there's very little to say about the match. So we might as well move on here. And I'm happy to do the Universal Title match, the three-way: Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, and yep, that's right. He's still challenging for the world title in 2018. It's your boy, Mayor Glenn Jacobs. He's uh, I, first of all, 
The only thing that I want to talk about in this match is Brock Lesnar losing his shit and punching Braun in the face. It was the that's, that was hilarious. That's the only thing worth talking about. <laughs> to the point where I, 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 I sat sitting there watching it and I just sort of blurted out loud, Ooh, did you see that? That, that knee caught Lesnar quite flush. Lesnar's just stiffed him. <laughs> Lesnar's just cocked back punched and punched him. <laughs> punched to the guts. Punched to the face. Short. Fucking ear. He punched <laughs> him in the ear. Tyler Durgan did. So no, short, short, stiff jab to the ear. Oh, Brock's not happy. <laughs> what did he say? Slow the fuck down? Something, uh, yeah. I, at first I thought he called him a stupid fuck. Well, I just said because they bleeped it and yeah. I kind of half caught it and I thought when it was happening, Cole was like, damn it, Brock. But he didn't. It, when I watched it back, it was something along the lines, David, that's what's so obs- obs- obscure about it like Cole's calling it like it's an angle it's like oh look at this knee but Brock got him back good it's like <laughs> why didn't they show this why didn't they present Sean making Big Leon cry at SummerSlam <laughs> if they presented that like that people would respect Sean more as badass and, and again going back to this idea of glassy looks and concussions let's emphasise the legitimate punch to the side of his head that looks like it left him a bit woozy afterwards he rocked him a bit but I tell you what when he dropped they, to his knees he dropped to his knees but I mean if you are selling, he'd also do that mm. if he's going to if he's going to slow things down if Brock told him to slow the fuck down that's it Brock so they come out and Brock must have in his head that working with these two lumbering fucks because Braun is not what people as think much, he is as much as I love no. the Braun booking he's it's Braun still yeah they're two fucking lumps yeah and it's like Lesnar is going to work he's fucking out. he's going to bump like AJ Styles relatively in this match to get something out of these two fucks <laughs> and this lumbering idiot <laughs> taking no care it's like slow the fuck down so they bleeped it and it was yeah it was it was, uh, it was a special thing but I went it's like when they, they're still going full ball it's, it's a three way so it's very dynamic there's stuff going on big men flying all over the shop and when they're on outside the ring at that point um Cole's seems kind of nervous like these two these fucking giants are here and they might start fighting I've never been as excited about seeing two guys fight as when Connor <laughs> got in Aldo's face and told him to get close because he wanted to smell his pussy it was like <laughs> I want to see Braun and Lesnar have a proper fight cause I think fu- it, Lesnar would just pummel him but yeah, I, don't, I don't know if we can knock him out I think you just keep punching him in the face it'd be great it it'd wouldn't Homer. Last, it wouldn't last long <laughs> it'd be Dredrick Tatum and Homer Simpson it'd be the best thing ever <laughs> it, it, it'd be stopped Oh, um, fight forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up on Lesnar saying that because it's the first thing I saw. They, they, no, killed, they killed the audio completely. Because, I, yeah. thought, I thought originally I thought Cold swore. I thought fuck's sake, Brock. God damn it! This is the way they come out. Of yeah. yeah, I was I, when it happened. It's like, oh my god, what's going to happen here? This is exactly. He's just fucking teed off yeah, for no, real. See, I was like, what's going to happen next? See, the, exactly. My first thought, once I've seen him throw that punch, is he's annoyed. Quick, grab Kane. Because <laughs> he might seriously hurt him. Yeah. And, you know, that's something I can always hope for. <laughs> I, mean, Greg, I, thought you meant to, I thought you meant to calm him down, not to, not to hurt him as well. No, hurt you're, Kane. You're a sick man, Jones. I'll punch him in the face and smash his mask over his giant fist. I actually give him a reason to need a mask. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's too, and they they've booked Braun appropriately up to now, which is why he gets the reaction he gets. Because let's face it, he's generally a lump. He can look quite lost in the ring at the best of times, even now, he, and he's better than he was, but he can still look lost. And Kane is just Kane, who's been sucking up valuable oxygen that other people could have used for years. 
So no one in the crowd... Again, it has the difficulty of it's following a cold match that was suffering because that had followed the, the good rumble. So you've got that dynamic. Arctic chill, I believe, would be the term yeah. to describe the previous match. No one in their right mind for a single second is believing that Lesnar's going to lose the belt. Neither of these I people... I thought Kane had a shot. <laughs> Neither. No, no. So they try a bit of hot shot and they try a bunch of table breaks to get the crowd back it doesn't work how about that fucking Braun running into the table himself spot with Kane that Michael Cole tried to cover saying I think He's he threw himself to the table that time he was if you're being, that was awful if you're being terrible charitable <laughs> really charitable you could suggest that Kane pushed him through the table but again that's really charitable um, yeah it was just a waste of everybody's time <laughs> but but thankfully Lesnar walks out with I wouldn't say it was a waste of everyone's time because I'm probably going to replay the Brock punch of Braun several times more than anything else on this show yeah it was yeah waste of time it's a match where you're going in thinking why the fuck have they even put Lesnar in this match so now he's just working with everyone I guess not they, 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 so the idea was Balor and him originally wasn't it and they didn't want to do it because Vince didn't think Balor was over enough and because he thought, I think deep down he just thought that's gonna look fucking stupid. Mm. Brock Lesnar selling for Finn Balor, like people, yeah, the fans might like it, but it's gonna look preposterous. I mean, Brock's good enough to be able to do it, but I don't, I didn't more, like that match. More preposterous than Braun Strowman pushing over a semi truck. He's a big man. I think he could do it. He's a strong guy. Have you ever seen him not push over a big uh, cement truck or whatever? I didn't really think that there was anything that was ready made for the Brock at the Rumble anyway, and they didn't, they couldn't be asked to fucking come up with anything that was any good anyway. But it does actually tie back to Survivor Series to me because when they actually did that thing with Braun and Trips, they're not doing that at Mania now. That's a waste of time. <laughs> Is this going to be Lesnar and Strowman? No, they're going to do really? Lesnar and Roman. Oh really? Lesnar Roman. Roman finally wins and gets coronated the top guy at last after this series of jobs to the Miz on fucking TV because they're idiots and uh, and yeah it's, it's going to be it's going to be Braun Strowman apparently versus Mike the Miz wow oh that's going to be terrible that's going to be really really awful uh, maybe not unless it's quick there'll be smoke and mirrors the, the, the Miz yeah. around all over the shop and could be quite fun in it'll that be, sense. I, think, I reckon that'll be probably a fun 10 minutes actually no because it's not fun in the way that Lesnar throws people around where it's people you genuinely don't like and you think they could get hurt that's entertaining this is going to be Braun Strowman picks him up does the slam a couple of times then slams the Miz and wins yeah, no, he'll, be doing, he'll, he'll do something dangerous that looks like It'll be maybe he'll knee someone in the face. He'll no, he'll throw someone over. He'll build someone over the top rope. Yeah, really to a table, and it'll yeah, it'll be that's got great possibility of going wrong. Mm. <laughs> so and that's really all you can ask for when everyone's throwing match these days, apparently. So Lesnar goes on to bigger. Oh no, because hopefully he needs Miz in the face, and then Miz tries to tee off on him because that'd be fucking. Oh, that'd be great. That would. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good stuff. Why didn't they do? They should have done Miz and Lesnar. That'd have been hilarious. Can you imagine the fucking build to that? Miz shit talking Brock Lesnar and everyone knowing that Brock's gonna fucking murder this guy. That's it. The hook's gotta be that in his mind he's got a chance. Miz, no, Miz is gonna think that he's never actually having this match. There's yeah. no fucking chance because then he's gonna talk all the shit in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. And then oh fuck, <laughs> <You're gonna laughs> and then it's official. Yeah, that'd be great. Does this promo where he's like, I'm not scared of Brock Lesnar. I'm not gonna. I'm not fucking. You know. I'm never going to have to fight him and that's because of Brock you know if they ever did do that this is what would happen blah 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 blah. but it's never going to happen and then it just it's like oh fuck oh bollocks yeah and they just have the, just have the the vignette where it's like Heyman they just play 
Miz's word, Miz's in the ring with Lesnar and the Heyman plays Miz's own words back to him and then Lesnar just slowly turns around and looks <laughs> at him yeah that'd be great <laughs> yeah that could have been something else but they missed, the, they missed the trick there we move now to what was the main event of the show it is the Women's Royal Rumble 30 women um, kicking off with Sasha and Becky and I didn't a lot of similarity as, as always is the case here they can't really seem to do two different things differently so they did have Sasha do the Finn Balor of going pretty much to the to the coast to coast. In fact, being the in fact actually the exact scenario in both Royal Rumbles where you have the two people who aren't well liked outnumbering the ones who are, eliminating the one who's lasted the longest, and then both losing to the one who was the favourite. So they did the exact same gimmick in both Rumbles, of course. And they're both Japanese. And they're both Japanese. Just... Which, by the way, is that an intentional directive to try and usurp New Japan in Japan? Possibly, I haven't heard that, but it may well be. It's quite the coincidence. Coinky dink as you, yeah, it may be. Um, and from here we get a parade of. First of all, we had Sarah Logan and Mandy Rose coming in, and and this is just they haven't been around and, long enough, and no one caring. I mean, the, the, there's a few overarching themes we're going to the, approach here. Yeah, the the sort of more noticeable one being generally this crowd popped for anything nostalgic and generally if if you're a woman on the main roster who isn't called Oscar you've probably got cause for concern because this audience did not care about you no. at all <laughs> I thought as uh, again we'll talk broad themes and break it down I actually because of the constant nostalgia elements to it I thought the match kind of moved quickly enough and I didn't, I didn't when it was time it was finished I didn't think it was terrible but did you not? I did not think oh, it was terrible. I, I, I thought it was poor. I mean, we, oh no! But but this is the thing. Example. If you look at the work, I thought from the work and the audience involvement, if it wasn't a nostalgia pop, there wasn't much to this at all. I mean, that, that <laughs> the thing is, we you can we mentioned about Sasha Banks going coast to coast, um, and basically, and, and I, ba- I object to the, that. The, the the constant bailing to the outside that not just that she did but you you feel they need to sort of emphasise it more with her because they tried to you know give this portrayal of the of the woman who's lasted so long but you know she was a, a sort of chief offender but plenty of others did as well yeah, yeah. constant bailing to the outside to clear the ring just, just why do they do that just so they didn't poor. do that in the men's rumble what's the point no, you, you can just lie off to the side god knows we've seen that enough over the years mm. it's just yeah why break from tradition and you you felt watching like they really needed that those nostalgia pops to get anything out because if they didn't have those nostalgia pops the only other people I that I can recall and maybe I'm not remembering it quite correctly so by any means jump in they reacted for ironically for the people plenty of the people who are from the tits and arse period of <laughs> wrestling where they're not emphasising how great the wrestlers were yeah there's, there's an irony there for you um, <laughs> Women's Revolution and the yep. big pop goes to Kelly Kelly yep and Tori Wilson yep um, god she was then, shit back in the day yeah exactly well, but then when, when, when Steph comes every time like, oh, oh the trailblazer Stephanie McMahon uh, who doesn't want you to talk about how important she is by the oh, way no, did you fucking no. did you get the setup that she was the one who got to mention China oh oh lovely fully fully intentional don't forget China talking about yeah oh my god yeah that was something wasn't it and then you get past the nostalgia like I say the crowd reacted to to Oscar reacted to 
Ember Moon and um, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. Who got jobbed uh, in this, by the way? Yeah, she yeah, looked base, and then she gets tossed like no yeah. reason by Dana Brooke of all people. Yeah, but then you know, so you get past those three and the, and the Star Trek, and you're you're left with, you know, they didn't care about Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, anyone from Absolution, anyone from Bailey. the Riot Squad. Bailey, they haven't <laughs> cared about. Poor Bailey. <laughs> Poor Bailey. Uh, Mickey James, they didn't care about. Again, they haven't cared about her since she came back. Really, they cared about all, her but, Trish. but yeah. they cared about they cared about the the face off with Trish. Why? Because it's nostalgic. Even, even to the point where Trish mimicked the V-Lick. I, I missed that. Did you really? I did it twice. Oh, I missed that. Trish, I'd have enjoyed I'm more. Say, this, this. <laughs> they, they didn't draw attention to, it, but you can see it on on camera. This for me was the worst Royal Rumble match I've ever seen in my life the work in this match was fucking embarrassing Sasha Banks' kicks every, in the corner uh, every single fucking oh, kick oh, to the midriff I did forget someone else they, 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 they did pop for they popped for Lana and how did they pop for Lana? by chanting Rusev down <laughs> well, so, no, so yeah. they popped for her by wanting to draw attention to the husband oh no that's when they got bored and they just started chanting all the husband's names so yeah and yep. the taker got chanted yeah yep. yeah yeah <laughs> lest, lest anyone forget who Michelle McCool is married to here she comes to dump out four people <laughs> in quick succession <laughs> to it. eliminate the big card just like her old man <laughs> love it that was something else so yeah yeah, yeah so the worst rumble ever for me first of all the kicks to the midriff every single woman apart from Trish could not do a simple kick to the midriff. If you can't do it, girls, don't do it. Yeah. Learn to. It was wrestling school bad. Yes. And that's, that trust was, me. That's exactly what it was. And it's like, this is the worst. This, the, they can't, none of them can go over the top rope. They had to literally throw themselves over the top rope. They, they, had, to, they had to hop up, didn't they, hop to up. get, to, to work their way over. Literally, yeah, redeemable things about this, this rumble. The 15 minutes when Kelly Kelly was on the top rope with her <laughs> anus and vagina spread. <laughs> Well, the commentators had to talk about it. Go on, Steph, talk about that one. That was worth. That was because it's funny. There was a moment that went on for twenty minutes when I can't remember who the two girls were, but they were trying to lock up, and they oh, oh, Carmella oh, and oh, Becky Lynch. There you go, Carmella and Becky Lynch were saying, and I think she, Carmella, is probably one of the, the yes. worst offenders for, for being someone who just the worst, just criminally out of her depth, being on the main roster, or, or just generally being in a wrestling ring. It would seem. Molly Holly was great though. Molly Holly, <laughs> Molly Holly was great. Oh, look, she loved it too. Look at her teacher, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jacqueline, she laid in some shots. I appreciate that after seeing fucking dire punches and kicks yeah, for the previous. Yeah, yeah. Justifiable shots. Mm. C- certain people deserved. They did the old um, th- uh, throw out the big person spot with Nia Jax in the end. Yeah. Vicky Guerrero comes Vicky in for Guerrero a cameo. For- uh, yeah. Which got Eddie Chance, yeah. which I liked. <laughs> I love hearing that. Um, you know, and and all this to to windle its way down to his. Beth, sc- actually, Beth Phoenix did look good. I thought. Yeah, yeah, she didn't. In fairness, she, to she her. didn't look like she'd ever ever been away. I was surprised at how quickly um, she was eliminated. Yeah. In truth, I yeah. thought she'd been there a bit longer. Uh, she should have gotten Michelle McCool push for this, sure. This, this, yes. Just again, this crowd though. No, Nia Jax and Beth Phoenix squaring off isn't awesome. <laughs> nope, not even close. Not even close. Um, so Trish comes in for number thirty, Trish which, which, and which, which, which gets the biggest pop of the rumble by far, by, a, by a country mile. And Trish is like, I'm gonna look sexy with a full on, full on bodysuit, and it's gonna be half see through, and I'm gonna look awesome. <laughs> and I can still hit all my old spots, which people are popping for. 
Um, the showdown with Mickey worked. Yep. The biggest negative reaction oh. is when Trish is dumped out. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, I, make I, of that what you will <laughs> I must interject um, just to say Lita almost killing herself on the moon set. oh yeah I thought she was done hasn't missed a beat <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Land, lands it just as well as she ever did <laughs> those ten years just flew by <laughs> um, for, but for all that to then come down to Oscar and the two who aren't on the roster anymore but how we have Toe Bellas to promote so let's keep him in there to almost a comical finish with the way she kicks the leg and but rather than fall forward there's a Klinsman dive she does a Klinsman and it, and it gets a bit of a pop and then there are notable pockets of Una that people are just starting to leave they're not they're not hanging around and if people want to accuse me of being ne- overly negative if you can honestly watch that with a straight face and tell me it was a good match I'll phone up someone and have you admitted to a hospital? Because <laughs> it wasn't a good match. A good um, produ- well, no, the work, like I said, the work was bad. The, the use of nostalgia pops, I thought, I'm glad they did because without it, this would have been this would have been all time bad. I don't think this was all time bad. Just I think the nostalgia. I was going to I was going to say to sort of to touch on Kieran's, but I don't know if I can call it the worst rumble I've Give ever me one seen. Ninety three is no, pretty shit. Ninety three is not great. I <laughs> not great. <laughs> Uh, Do you remember that five minute period where it's Damien Demento and IRS and no one else? Backland? Oh, with Undertaker just lying in the corner failing to sit up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Good point. Um, (laughs) You'll pillar me. No, no, it's not that bad. Maybe it is. I hate 95. Not, 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 not for the result necessarily. Just the roster. I, I just the roster is terrible, and I hate the sixty-second entrance. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Drives me up the wall. I, um, I maintain, if you watch this woman's rumble with any other rumble back to back, you will prefer any other rumble to this match. Okay. Like, yeah, it I means just look. Regardless of how of, of where we want to put it on the scale, none of us are talking about this in a positive context, and I don't think you know some people will obviously get annoyed or upset by that and think we're just doing it because it's not how we you know they will think we're probably being negative for the sake of being negative because it's women's wrestling kicks don't lie and and we're not and we're not accustomed to having it in the main event and so we're you know we're opposed to change sort of thing that that can be a line of argument but I can't honestly believe that people would genuinely watch this and say should have gone on last. Well, you want, if it, they want equality, you fucking mark it against everything else. And well, the, worry, the rate, work rate was fucking appalling. Yeah. I was going to say, it is, and the other thing is, and I, I understand people will also make the point that well, you have to do it last because because Rousey comes out. I don't, I don't even buy that. I don't think that crowd would have been that burnt out or cared that much about Rousey coming out that they wouldn't have reacted just as much for Nakamura winning if that had gone on last also, I thought although I th- when I heard Racy was there I didn't know if she was in the rumble or what when I heard the day before um, but when I heard she was absolutely understand why you put it on last it's, you can, it's the most I have no problem with it whatsoever it, now, in that sense I need it it's, it's the thing that's going to get the most attention yeah absolutely however with what they did and the execution of what they did there was no reason not to put it on in the middle of the show and when if your go if your hook of going home is check out social media because it's breaking then it's breaking news on there it's not breaking news on there it's breaking news on the show I just fucking watched you idiot 
that you're already you, filming. You could have done transmitting. Yeah, you could have done that in the middle of the show and during just constantly ta- talking the, about it. You could have talked about it during the tag match. If, you, if, if the tag match, if you switch the, the rumbles round and you got then you got Seth out there, the match will still struggle, but the crowd would be more into it because the work rate would have been much better than what they've seen for the previous hour. And you could have when you, when Jordan's doing the stalling and it's, it's just fucking bullshit and smoking mirrors anyway and, and killing time you could have referenced it and showed the, you, that's, you could have cut away to it then mm. but the execution of it they, she just comes out and none of them say anything she just, they all point to the sign and it just it was so contrived they're standing out lining up and it was just a horribly executed angle Tyson and Austin this was not and for what they had planned you could, should have, they should have put it on the middle how of the show how do you want the show down with Steph the call back to Wrestlemania that most people had, had forgotten about. Well, it didn't matter, so who cares? It might matter. Uh, it, that's not really to put it on last. <laughs> I don't think that's the thing. I mean, did did anyone else think that she just looked nervous and out, and out of place a bit? She's not a great promo. No, 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 but they don't. I don't think they realise that. I, I think they feel like her notoriety is enough to overcome all that, whereas I just certainly thought she's smiling now she's serious now she's smiling again now she's pointing to the sign now she's arching her back and pointing to the sign looking very now, dramatic and now she's sort of she's sort of giggling like she's nervous oh, now she's serious again I'm not entirely sure what she's trying to obviously she's going to Mania because she's pointing at the sign but uh, she bought a ticket her demeanour's all over the shop I don't care about her face off with Stephanie which most of the wider world doesn't care about get ready uh, yeah yeah and I just the, the thing is it's funny uh, the, the, my mate who, who watched it with me uh, remarked this is clear how much of an impact it's had on him his remarks were I'm sick of her music already oh, I'm glad they use a proper music no I loved it I've I got to so, disagree with that your no, friend's wrong if you're listening well, no but, <laughs> no, but it, again I think it sounds to that point of, you know that's not the sort of takeaway you want. They fuck the production as well. Yeah. They show the graphics. They show the name on, on the camera, on the screen, on the camera. Of and course everything. they do. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah they, they don't. They, 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 they fuck that because they cut away from it. Yeah. I know. I know you don't have to do it, but that's what they do. They balls. They, they, they didn't up. mean to. Yeah. Basically, they put it on the screen for the big pop, and they did. I don't think they wanted to show it. And they there's that moment where they kind of cut across, and you can see the word Rousey, and they cut away and never showed it again. Yeah. It's like they did, they fucked that up. They massively fucked the production. It's like, oh well, there's a lot of suspense here for what's going to happen. Pay but, for a real music, mm-hmm. and you fuck up the suspense of. But, oh shit, that's actually Ronda's music. Yeah. But but touching on the notion that you put it on last because this is the angle that you're going to go with. It. I know it's hard for me to prove this, so maybe this one for Kieran's conspiracy corner. I think the women's rumble match goes on last anyway. You're probably right. I th- I think they probably put it, if if even if they can't secure Rousey until say the day after, mm. you know, to sort of kick off the route to Mania, I still think they put it on last because regardless of of merit, it is part of a tick box and a PR exercise by this company. I'm loving these tick box exercises, by the way. That means we have David O'Tunga on commentary and David O'Tunga, a, a Jinder Mahal world title push. <laughs> because we've got to try and hit that market in it. But I generally, they they made the decision that it was going on last, I think probably quite some time ago, because they want to be seen to be doing it, regardless of merit. Yes, no. I totally agree, but at the same time, 
if you're promoting, you're trying to promote, if you're going to do it, make it a big, if you're going to do it at all, it's going to be a big deal. And if it's going to be a big deal, it's the first ever Rumble. Setting trends in the sporting world, then yeah, I, I get why you put the first one on last. I have no problem with that. I wouldn't have done it. So I think you're right. I think you're right. I wouldn't have done that just on that alone. When they get Ronda in, I probably would have done that. But do something better at the end than that fucking shit. It's like they did that, and oh, how do we get out of this? Oh well, let's just hold the camera there for. Oh god, posed again, Ronda. Ronda, point at the sign again. <laughs> so she did, and then she left and waved in a in Hot Rod's jacket, which um, she shouldn't have been wearing either because it looks stupid. And, pe and people are still leaving while all this is going on. Well, nothing else was going to happen, was it? So, <laughs> so that is uh, largely our takes. Getting to what you, the loyal listeners, have to say about this show. Stuart Simiter says, I thought the two Rumble matches were both fun. The male one was fun. Had a great energy and felt fresh almost with the surprises and the flow. I thought it was the best Rumble since 2010. Uh, the women's Rumble was a bit clunky at times, but that was to be expected. But overall fun. Didn't like some of the old guard eliminating the current women. You can tell who Michelle McCool is married to. With Vonda's debut, it was a great moment. Huge pop and gave WWE a lot of press. She looked like she belongs there and it might have been clunky, but given the nerves she probably had, it was expected. Which is fine, but it does go that grading on a curve thing that we've talked yeah. about before, which is uh, especially stuck out during the work mm. in the women's rumble. Well, I think. Which, again, to Kieran's point, if if you want to be genuine about this and look at it in on sort of an equal footing, I'm I'm sick of this grading on a curve now. Mm. If you're gonna be if you're gonna be on last, then easy main event level. Simple as that. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just done out of pity and sympathy. And guilt. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, but and, and who does that benefit in the long run, really? Niall Clark says, Overall, it was a good show, one of the best Royal Rumbles this decade. The opening match was fun and a good choice to get you into the show. Uh, the Usos versus Benjamin and Gable was solid as expected. The Men's Rumble was the best since 2010. Second person set. 2010. Was that Edge? That was Edge winning, wasn't it? That was... Yeah, was that, that was maybe going through their sort of their their run of returns, winning the Rumble because they'd gone with scenery. They almost scenery in '08, and then '09 was Orton, and then 2010 was Edge. But it did have the great Shawn Michaels yeah. trying to get the match with Taker. So that, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go for that. Um, let's have a look here. It was nicely constructed, managed to entertain throughout. The final four were all viable winners, and they went with the right choice in Nakamura. Can't wait for his match with AJ at WrestleMania. The crowd died a little after that, and therefore the heat was off for the next two matches. The tag match was more of an angle, and it achieved what it set out to do. The Universal title match was a car crash, and that is exactly what it should have been. I'll, uh, I'll debate the, 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 the extent of the car wreck that it was. The women's rumble match was flawed, but overall a good first effort. A lot of the time they spent out of the ring, which I did not like, but Asuka winning was the best choice, and it was nice to see some old faces. Actually, that's one thing I didn't mention. The fact that they went so blatant on Raw 25 that Asuka was the favourite, I was actually kind of surprised that she won. Because it was like, they they had her clean the ring of everyone. It's like, well, she's not winning. <laughs> yeah, normally the company don't go by that through that sort of um, routine but when it comes down to her and the Bella twins at that point you, you know it's oh yeah over. oh yeah unless that crossover star Nikki Bella's getting the big push um, thankfully that wasn't the case uh, I thought Ronda was being held off until later so I was surprised when she came out uh, he says she did not do much but overall I was still satisfied the WWE did well here with this show it was not perfect but it was fun and there was not much bad to be seen Ben Grinley chimes in with his thoughts and says Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano was the match of the whole weekend in my opinion and is already my match of the year Shinsuke versus AJ will be awesome it's February <laughs> it's not even February Ben you idiot <laughs> you're gonna jump on that 
We love you, Ben. One of us was going to. <laughs> Shinsuke versus AJ will be awesome. That's if it stays one-on-one. Somehow I think Zayn and Owens will get involved in this, though. Uh, Asuka winning was always happening, and Ronda coming out was special. Overall, it's a good weekend for WWE. Let's hope they don't fuck it up on the road to WrestleMania. We all know their track record, so I'm not holding my breath. Uh, Carl Longhorn says, I went into the event with very low expectation levels due to the underwhelming build to everything with the exception of the Women's Rumble. Whether these low expectations uh, factor in my thinking, I don't know, but I thought it was a decent show around. No classic matches, but all of them served their purpose except the Raw Tag Match, but a pass is clearly being given, as Jordan couldn't do much in the ring legitimately. I enjoyed the opener. It was a slow start, but the last half of the match was great, and I was pleased the match didn't feature any Shane O'Mac nonsense. I really liked the SmackDown Live Tag Match, though. I was surprised it was a 2-0 victory. Guess they want to put the Usos over strong for whoever dethrones them. I was surprised at the positioning of the men's rumble. Expected the women's match to go on last, but thought there might be third last with their, the triple threat in between the rumbles. That said, I thought this was a decent rumble, much better than last year's effort in spotlighting Balor, Rusev, mainly on the commentary, and of course Naka was the right direction. The prospect of Naka in Styles is already tantalising, let's hope they don't mess with the formula there. One note from the rumble was how pissy was John Cena. I noticed again on Raw, not sure if he's playing up to the crowd or if he's legit annoyed these days. One thing is for sure, he looks half a step slower during this run, which no one will hold against him while the time catches up to us all. I thought he looked, uh, yeah I noticed the the last few weeks... um... I'm not sure if it, that's an injury or what, but I, th- yeah, I thought he looked noticeably more clunky than clunky John. <laughs> and we expect that from yeah. Big Match John. Uh, the triple threat match was everything it was expected to be. Any spot between Kane and Braun looked clunky, but you know that going in. As much as the notion of Kane in a main event in 2018 makes me question life, I am philosophical to think he was there to do the job for Brock and protect Braun from the loss makes more sense in devaluing someone you have hopes for by jobbing them out. The ending smacked of a this isn't over for Braun and Brock, so the booking at Elimination Chamber will be interesting if they course uh, is still the same regarding Roman and Braun's Mania matches. I thought the Women's Royal Rumble was a fun match. Some awkward spots was uh, as I expected, but they laid the match out well and I think they have positioned a lot of their talent strong going forward if booked right. Heel Sasha is the way to go with her. Uh, Asuka was the undoubted star. It did irritate me how they uh, booked the finish. Wish it was more decisive but it didn't change that she was the gem of the match. She is truly awesome. As for Ronda, I'm in two minds. I thought it was well done. It was a cool moment and the tease of two potential matches three if you believe uh, Big Dave's rumour of the tag match, which is uh, Ronda and Rock against Triple H and Steph that they want to do. So... This is a complete swerve and she's not involved. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, which is why they did the stare then. Steph and the, the constant mentions of Steph as a former women's champion herself and that kind of thing. I don't know if Big Dwayne's going to do that match. I don't expect he will. Can you text him and ask him? I, I, sadly not. I wish I could. That's something to work towards for the rest <laughs> of the <year. laughs> But uh, it's like an insurance issue with him. Oh, of course, yeah. Because if he gets injured, then he's... The, the film like, which happened with like Hercules where they had to postpone the film of Hercules yeah, like six week delay on filming yeah because of his injury in the Cena match which caused millions of dollars of losses and then on, thing that, yeah, and back the, on the back of that is then who's going to ensure him going forward so. exactly and the big thing there is he is filming I think it's Jungle Cruise in April so that strikes me as a, a no go but we'll see we'll see hey you did Baywatch <laughs> nothing could be worse than Baywatch surely um, let's have a look uh, while Asuka and Naka were the stars of the show the two duds were Booker who continues to be insufferable on commentary he really needs to be moved on and Stephanie oh there she goes McMahon proved she was worse on commentary than Shane in the late 90s she wasn't that bad <laughs> wow I guess I'm, I'm grateful for the fact she didn't talk as much as Shane did in the uh, she was actually 90s. she was far less overbearing than I thought she would be I thought she was absolutely fine um, it was in terms of that match it's it seemed natural there, there. She was doing the Vince role. It wasn't. She wasn't in character being unsufferable in that way. She wasn't burying people that way. 
She tried. If you're going to do this, I understand why you put her there. And she at least had some random facts about people squatting 400 pounds and stuff. I was like, well, there's at least something that you're contributing there. <laughs> if you're into the women's division, um, you probably need to get used to the female man being the boss over it. So, unfortunately, by now, if you haven't, got <laughs> I'm going to say newsflash for you, folks. Some more. Mark Bright says both shows this weekend were really good Gargano Almas was an all-time classic that had me so emotionally invested with a great heel and face dynamic uh, played perfectly by all involved the men's rumble was the best one in years and one of the best ever the idea that Nakamura was the guy everyone wanted to see win and challenge AJ then he won and challenged AJ and everyone was happy about it, it seems so simple uh, that you wonder why in other years WWE seemed to go out of their way to piss off the fans great stuff that has me really optimistic to see how things go from here fucking hell wrestling's great when it's done right he says I didn't realise that Crystal Palace legend Mark Bright was a wrestling fan <laughs> the more you know Steve Pachenek a great man says so far so good I was worried that, uh, when they put the rumble in Philadelphia again I wish they would get the title off Brock already as great as he is he doesn't need to be special and the title needs to be on TV uh, how they do that will determine the, f- the success or failure of this Wrestlemania which we'll come back to shortly because uh, Roman beating Brock is the current plan Gordon McLean says to paraphrase Max Landis a lot of WWE sucks but when it's good it's fucking great the ending of the men's rumble was booked to perfection Nakamura and Balor versus Cena and Reigns Indie Darlings versus Corporate Muscle Men Smarks versus Vince and god bless that crazy old bastard he let's have this one <laughs> the longer the back and forth battle with uh, Nak and Roman went on the tenser and more exciting it became until someone's feet hit the floor you never could truly be sure who was winning when Nakamura won I cheered and punched the air so let Vince have his golden boy beat Brock at Mania He's more than earned it by giving us Nakamura standing tall at the Rumble and nothing less than the King of Strong style versus the Phenomenal One on the grandest stage of them all. It's going to be amazing. Nakamura's entrance should be spectacular. These two glorious bastards are going to steal the show or die trying. I can't fucking wait. So uh, there's a, a, a ringing endorsement there. Pat Dooley says, I... Uh, Pat Dooley says, I gave up entirely on main roster WWE months ago, and skipping the Rumble was the greatest test of my will so far. After so many years of awful results, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So, of course, this was the year that you finally pulled the trigger and gave fans what they want. Serves me right, I suppose. With regards to TakeOver, it's basically become redundant to say that NXT knocked it out of the park, but they did. Authors of Pain continues to grow into the dominant tag team we so badly wanted the Ascension to be. I'm really hoping we get them versus War Machine before their post-mania call-up. A Paul Ellering's Mr. Fuji Survivor Series 88 situation would be a great way to send them off in style. I've been going back and re-listening to the back catalogue of SCG and got to the uh, 2015 Wrestle Kingdom coverage. It's funny hearing you guys talk about how unimpressed you are with Fish and O'Reilly after watching them kill it on Saturday. Curious to hear how, or if, opinions around the Fine Oaken table have changed in the last three um, years. We've, I think we've cleared that one up, haven't we? <laughs> I, like, I like them. I like them. They're fine, but you, they're gonna say. Speak, if you talk them out and put two other indie guys, indie geeks in there it's exactly the same too so so what yeah I don't I don't hate them but that doesn't mean by extension I have to love them too no one's forcing you to go oh, right. <laughs> I love the tease of Dream knocking out Ono uh, with that big punch 30 seconds in I always I also like the story of Ono rebelling against the idea of being the gatekeeper of NXT which of course he is uh, it would be fun to see this pay off it would also be fun to see him join the bar but wishing one hand uh, I wasn't sure how they were going to get out of the Ember Shayna with the belt not changing hands yet my money was on Shayna logging in a submission and refusing to let go resulting in a DQ but the champ using her opponent's inexperience against her with a surprise pinning combo was awesome I really thought the no DQ stick was going to be the excuse for Cole to go over but I love them using it to further the mystique of Black to build them up for what I assume is a Mania, showed, uh, Mania weekend showdown with Almas Cole will always be able 
able to draw heat, especially with Fisher and O'Reilly behind him. The glances of new signings in the crowd are great too. We all know there's a wave of call-ups coming, uh, so knowing that Ricochet, War Machine, Candice LeRae and EC3 are on the horizon makes that pill easier to swallow. Speaking of the roster, I was trying to predict the Mania weekend uh, card, and knowing that NXT likes to do five match shows, I came up with about six top-level talents that I didn't have space for. How great is the NXT roster right now? It feels like it should have been decimated after losing Finn and Joe and Nakamura and Oscar, but we've still got all the guys we've seen so far, and Lars, and Sanity, and Roddy, and the main eventers. And that main event! Holy crap. Remember a year ago when it looked like Almas had a one-way ticket to TNA, GFW, whatever the fuck it is now? <laughs> now, <laughs> what is Andre Diaz almost doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> now he's the consistent highlight of the show. And Johnny Gargano, the best babyface in wrestling. His facials are perfect, his selling is perfect, his connection to the crowd is phenomenal, and his big comeback moves are great. He, like Cole, can lose important matches like this and still come across like a big deal. And speaking of big deals, Tommaso Ciampa looks like a big goddamn deal right now, despite having been off the show for months. Speaking of he gets it, Ciampa gets it. Lads, I could rave about TakeOver until the next TakeOver, but I'd honestly rather hear you do it instead. Love the show, keep up the great work, and Liam, I can't wait to have a minute alone with my thoughts to start crazy like a fox. Thank you very much. Uh, TJ Sharp says, I think this is one of the weaker TakeOver events, contrasting that. Other than a few spots in an amazing main event, nothing really memorable happened. That being said, it was still a great event, which is a testament to the greatness of NXT. The Rumble event was very good and might actually be on par with TakeOver this year. The women put on a hell of a showing for a first ever Royal Rumble. Rousey at the end was stupid, though. I'm sorry, but pointing to the WrestleMania sign is just so cringeworthy now. And there you go. Uh, Cole Longcorn actually chipped in on uh, on NXT as well, so I'll, I'll read them here. Tag match was excellent. It feels impossible to like O'Reilly. <laughs> Such an effective heel and AOP continue to improve and develop. Uh, Dream versus Ono wasn't the greatest in ring, but I really turned the corner on the Dream character and I love it now. Uh, Moon and Baszler was good. They clearly went into the match with the idea of keeping the belt on Moon and executed it well without hurting Baszler as well. Cole and Blackbutt on a stormer. Great psychology from both guys, some great spots, and an example of how to book an Extreme Rules match in this era. And Gargano versus Almas another classic from these two stars guessing both have natural matches at takeaway uh, takeover New Orleans <laughs> takeaway uh, but I'd not be upset to see them go to the well one more time great show and roll on April 7th for the latest in these must see shows so that kind of wraps us up on the feedback um, moving now to the final thoughts around the table on this weekend and what you kind of anticipate feel like we could be getting going forward for Wrestlemania this year because the top matches if they the one thing I don't like, and I mentioned it before about Miz beating Roman for the last two weeks on Raw, is, man, that I, I just had flashbacks in my mind watching those two matches where Steve Austin refused to lose to The Rock before he gets crowned at WrestleMania 14, and he was right to. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to be the, the guy, Hulk Hogan doesn't lose to somebody else first before I, he gets to the sheep. You know say, what I mean? The, the guy doesn't do jobs on the way to becoming the guy. He doesn't do jobs you, willy-nilly, you, period. You, screw, you can screw the guy out of the belt at some point along the way afterwards by stacking the deck against him, but you sure as shit don't have him losing along the way, uh, especially to someone like The Miz, who, as, as great as he is when he's speaking, when he's in the ring, he's anything but convincing. Um, but this is probably just a simple case of Vince betting on the fact of he doesn't give us that much credit for, for long term memories let's be honest does he? <laughs> no. he he thinks we've all got goldfish memories and he's probably working on the assumption of it's January they'll forget by the time I get we get to April it's terrible <laughs> it's terrible stuff and I've got the XFL to try and revive <laughs> oh god he's actually bringing it back you see that press conference, by the way? No, I have not. Oh, it was fucking great. 
What a thing of beauty that was. Yeah. yeah. The, the sort of the abridged version of it is, I'm announcing that the XFL is coming back in 2020. I don't really have any concrete plans in place yet. But it's coming. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. <laughs> Guessing he's got 2020 vision with his right to take Yeah, so maybe there's a bit of that as well. Vince is sort of pushing the WWE to one side because he wants to make it go to the Football League again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just seems remarkable to say out loud. <laughs> No matter how real it gets, it still says that little kick to it, doesn't it? Vince McMahon and the XFL are coming back. It just seems absurd. Lightning does strike twice. (laughs) And neither time will it have been captured in a bowl. (laughs) Can't believe Uh, that. (laughs) He lost the first time. You know what? I'm going to say, all the money he lost the first time. Back when there was a massive pool of money that he could afford to lose. Oh, they're, not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not skint now. They're, they're probably better off now than they were then. But I just—I th- I think that uh, they're, they're not skint now. But their ability, their ability to make more money quicker is not what it was. No. no. How are they? What networks are in this? Are they, uh, <laughs> it hasn't the been. network. <laughs> A, yeah. a network would be appropriate. The XFL network, <laughs> yeah, of course. I, yeah, they've got no I'll TV s- station. They've got no teams. They've got no franchises. No balls. <laughs> no balls. Yeah. I'll stick my neck out and say that Dick Ebersol and NBC are not going to rock up to cover it this time. <laughs> I would. I would suggest not. <laughs> um. So yeah. So plans for Mania outside <laughs> of the XFL. Um. Pre- presumably they'll they'll go with. Lesnar reigns again. That, that box contracts up afterwards. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's always interesting. This this time rolls yeah. around in two years. Yeah, um, Nakamura AJ will be great, but it won't go on last, and may even start the show. Mm. I can't do. Miz- I don't think I'll start the show. I don't think it will either. He's decent. Been the Bray Orton position from last year. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say how many hours into the show it was. I have no concept of time. We were there live. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's difficult to say. I imagine it's even worse live to try and keep abreast of that sort of thing. Um, Depends where they stick the other matches around it. Because they're, yeah. they're the other ones going to be the ones, like it or hate it, that are going to get the priority. The Triple yeah. H match, if Undertaker decides he's going to do another match or not. And let's hope he doesn't. Let's hope he doesn't, but um, I've got a feeling he's going to. The planner, but the rumour was they going to do Taker and Cena. But they haven't teased it at all. They, they, everyone was kind of expecting an angle at Raw 25, but they did nothing in that yeah, direction. Well, they'll just announce it on social media like they fucking always do. This match has been made. It broke on social media earlier today, and here's a graphic. Yeah, I love that. All 12 people on tout were aware two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomberg is reporting. I love that, don't you? ESPN have broke the news that the Dudleys are going in the Hall of Fame. Like, get out of here with that trash. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the, the folks at ESPN... Oh, by the way, Coach is back on commentary on Raw. Proving, <laughs> proving I, if, if, that they have learned from history, just like the XFL. If, if I'm right, though, it's not just a case of he's come back to do some commentary on Raw. He's left ESPN, hasn't he? I think he got canned. Yeah, really. Oh, so he's the I token, can see why they'd do that. Mm. He's the token black commentator on Raw. Yeah, he's he's now replaced Booker in that role. Is Booker going to replace Otonga on the pregame show? Trickle down. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well. So Otonga, he's just shout. Out the guys. At least he's also yeah. At least you know. We get something out of it. <laughs> yeah, we got rid of Booker. Yeah, and Otunga's gone too. So there you go. Win win. 
But yeah, I don't really know. I- I'm not sure if there's a match. I mean, like, hey, Naka and Styles is going to be a lot of fun. And Roman and Brock was great the first time. Yeah, it's a tough sell, though. If, if that crowd is where Lesnar's contract's up, they'll shit all over it. I think, in general, that crowd's going to be... Mm, that, because they're all going to think they know that Roman's winning. Yeah, that will be... Which they probably they'll do. They'll turn it into Goldberg Lesnar from 20. Oh, that'll be fun for us all, won't Yeah, they'll shoot, they, they will shoot over that match. Uh, is it... Uh, again, maybe I haven't got this right in, in my mind, so correct me if I'm wrong, but... Was it not the case a few years back that Lesnar's, it hadn't been confirmed that Lesnar had signed a new deal going into Mania with Reigns? No, he did the thing where he announced. Had they I'm, announced I'm, it I'm, before. Yeah, no, yeah, it was before he announced because that that was like the, the the two things that really fucked Roman on the way in were everyone thinking Daniel Bryan was going to be in the the Rumble. They they announced him for the Rumble and then he got eliminated like a bag of shit. And then Roman won. And everyone was pissed off. Even Rock came back and that, that got booed somehow. And then they all thought, okay, Lesnar's going to leave, so this will be great. And he announced. On ESPN, ironically enough, on Sports Center. Nope, I'm staying for two more years. I've retired. I'm in this WWE thing yeah. for the long haul. And all of a sudden, because Brock was great, it was like, awesome! We got Brock for more years. Why are we taking the belt off him now? And that really fucked Roman quite hard. So, mm. and it's not going to get any better this year. So, who knows? Maybe if Brock's going now, am I saying no one's going to cheer for? They're, no, they're, they're stuck in their ways now, it, with Roman. It, it, it's a case of until he turns heel, you and then they'll all cheer. You either have heads. the environment where Lesnar is just pure, unadulterated babyface in the minds of the crowd, or you have the Mania Twenty situation where the crowd just shit on it. Hopefully, we can still get some two sweet chants on those kickouts, though, lads, and we'll all feel really cool and inside. Yeah. So on that note, I did actually feel very optimistic about this show when it came out. I was actually quite happy with the two back-to-back days. Johnny Gargano having a great match. Nakamura winning a great rumble. I enjoyed this uh, this weekend of wrestling. And if you watch New Beginnings, even more so with uh, Minoru Suzuki and Tanahashi and Omega and Jay White. And the return of Ibushi and Omega as a duo, by the way. That was tremendous. I mean, again, maybe... The reunion. Maybe the way I've spoken about the, the two days hasn't, con- hasn't accurately... Uh conveyed my thoughts on on the weekend's wrestling but as sort of as negative as I am towards the women's rumble because I didn't think of it much as a, as a match and didn't merit the placement I thought the, the the men's rumble match was one of the better ones certainly one of the best in years um, and the, the wrestling by and large for the rest of the rumble was inoffensive I suppose you know, it wasn't the rest of the card wasn't terrible, wasn't good. It was you know, fairly solid yet unspectacular. You get to NXT, and on what is basically a five-match card... Well, no, not basically. It is a five-match card. <laughs> on what is a five-match card, you get two really good matches, and the rest was solid. Yeah. You know, so so on, on the whole, I'm, I'm fairly positive on, on the weekend's wrestling. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I enjoyed it. Apart from the, the women's rumble, I just we should just found insufferable watching it. Honestly, if you're actually watching these, uh, watching what's happening in the ring, I thought it was horrible. <laughs> um, again, I and I was giving it. Maybe that's it. Maybe this is a bit of uh, a combination of factors that the, I was giving it stock and actually paying attention because I was waiting for Ronda. I didn't know when she was in or what was what was happening. So I was kind of like give it the pass. I, I accept it's here, and I would if I was booking. I would, and if I got Ronda Rousey, I probably would have. Yeah, that. I would have too. But then the match was so poor, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is this is I hate this match. This is embarrassing to watch these these kicks, these everything. Just athletically so poor. But I'm thinking 
well Ronda's going to turn up in a minute and so it's still it, it, as bad as this is and then the angle is like that's it that's the angle that bullshit contrived everyone the, the, the three proper wrestlers stand in a line with their pretty little colourful belts do I want the blue one or the red one ooh I'm going Beth with my hair they don't give us an answer after they've already teased that you should give an answer because that's what Naka did they're standing there like fucking jobbers Ronda comes out with a massive rod like rod this jacket was so big this was the jacket Piper was wearing in WCW when he was fucking pregnant <laughs> this was huge he looked terrible they fucked up the intro they didn't even do anything you could have done it in the middle of the show it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have made a difference at that point I'm thinking if that's all you're going to do you can move that yeah um and so, so that's that's. If I say negative, it's, it is because of it's that. because it ended on a sour note. Yeah, for you. yeah. I, but overall, I did enjoy the weekend. I uh, yeah, had good time with some wrestling. Yeah, good stuff. It's done well. It's great. So, uh, speaking of, it's done well and it's great. Next week, it's the review. Goddamn right. <laughs> Talk about the April seventeenth, two thousand edition of WCW Nitro. Reviewing another piece of Vince Russo produced masterful television. If if you want to brave it with us, folks, you've got a week or two. By all means, we'll be looking for your comments on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash scgradio, where you can drop your thoughts, uh, because this is uh, quite the special show. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Um, I can. <laughs> but with that said, uh, that does wrap us up for now, so thank you very much for listening, thank you very much for your contributions, and we will be back soon for Carl Jones. Good night, everybody. For Kieran O'Rourke. See you later. I am Lima Rock and we are out of here. Talk to you next week.